This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So Ron DeSantis has revoked the liquor license of the Hyatt Regency in Miami for hosting a drag show in which children were present. This is an adult performance, adult entertainment, and kids were there. And they were warned if they let kids in, they would lose their liquor license. Now, I see a lot of people celebrating this, and it is big news, but my attitude is kind of like, that's it? So what, you're saying the next time they do it, they just won't be drunk? Okay, well, at least it's something. But I'm, I'm of the mind that people who break the law, because they actually cited statute that was in viola- they were in violation of, I think if you break the law, you should be arrested and charged. I'm not saying that a person who jaywalks should be arrested and charged and sent to prison for a million years. You might get a citation depending on the scale of the crime. But we're talking about people who willfully violated the law, were warned they were violating the law, and then decided to have an adult performance for children. The exhibits presented by Ron DeSantis are really messed up. Simply put, really messed up. Like showing actual, let's just call it abuse of a child in this document. So we'll talk with that. We were originally going to lead with the uh, Russian jet slamming into a drone and the fear that this will lead to some kind of escalation because the Biden administration is basically saying, oh, this is a, an act of aggression by the Russians. Our drone was operating in international territory and they hit it, blah, blah. Yeah, it's bad, and there may be an overreaction, but probably just in terms of funding and provi- providing more weapons, which we've already seen. I'm not sure where that's exactly going to go and whether or not it's the biggest deal in the world, but we'll talk about that. Plus, we've got uh, deep concerns about the financial crisis. Moody's is downgrading uh, uh, the U.S. due to dramatic instability. And as we already saw the other day with the collapse of SVB, first it was Silvergate, then SVB, then Signature. There are concerns that uh, it's just completely unstable, the market. Today, a bunch of banks rebounded, so much so that their uh, uh, trading on their stocks was also halted, which is just another sign of absolute volatility. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't know for sure. But we'll talk about this. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, click that Join Us button, become a member to support our work directly. As a member, you'll get access to exclusive, uncensored, members-only shows Monday through Thursday. We have those live, recorded live, around 10, 10 p.m. every day. And then they go up and there's a big archive. You can watch all of the uncensored members only shows. Not so family friendly. If you like the work we do, we need your support as members because that's how this operation is funded. As you all know, BuzzFeed is particularly panicked because not only was their money in SVB, but they've reported their ad revenue is going to drop by like 30, 40%. That's true for everybody. So if you really like what we do, become a member to support our work. But don't forget to also smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and so much more is Jim Hansen. Hey, brother. Good to be with you. Absolutely. Who are you? What do you do? I run a company called WorldStrat that does information operations to push the envelope on the narratives that I like. 
Right on. <laughs> Simply put. All right. I also got a book. Oh, a book, huh? Your favorite topic. Get, get based. based. Well, all right. Looking cool. We'll we'll do our best. Try. You already do it, brother. All right. We got Phil Labonte hanging out. How you doing, Phil Labonte? Lead singer for All That Remains, anti-communist, counter-revolutionary. <laughs> I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. Uh, and I am uh, Surge.com. Ready to do it. Let's are. jump into this first story. I love this one. I chose the New Republic as our principal source for this story because it's funny. I got a picture <laughs> of Ron DeSantis right here. And then it says, Ron DeSantis is now attacking the Hyatt Regency because it hosted a drag show. The Florida governor has been waging a war on drag and on LGBTQ people in his state. They say Florida Governor Ron DeSantis moved Tuesday to strip the Hyatt Regency of its liquor license for allegedly allowing minors to attend a Christmas time drag show. I love how they, how they do that. Allegedly. There's pictures of children there. <laughs> There's video of a drag queen with fake breasts shoving them into the face of a child. There's, there's children allegedly. at this show. Allegedly. <laughs> and they say he's cracking down on LGBTQ rights. It's, the crazy thing is these people by any stretch of the imagination, must be pedophiles. Because there's no reason why they would lie about what DeSantis actually did unless they were pedophiles. So is Ron DeSantis going after LGBTQ people? No. He explicitly said, if you have minors at an adult entertainment show, mm -hmm. you will lose your liquor license. He didn't even threaten them with arrest. I'm going to go one step further and say right now, Ron DeSantis, arrest these people. I would like to see state police go to the Hyatt Regency, walk up to the manager, confirm, were you the manager on the night of December, I think it was 27th or something, 2022, during the performance of the drag show in which children were present? Yes. Place your hands behind your back. You are under arrest and we're going to have you register as a sex offender because you facilitated the whole thing. Then find the employees who helped facilitate this, and they get charges as well for aiding and abetting a, a sex show in which children were present. You're doing parents, too? What about the performers? The, 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 it's, it's, oh, absolutely, absolutely. The thing is, he's targeting the Hyatt Regency, so I'm speaking in the context of the Hyatt mm -hmm. Regency. There's, a, there's an interesting <clears throat> question about the performers. They're not the ones who let in the children, but we'll see. We'll see. You see a child in front of you, you go walk up on right. them and create a sex act in exactly. front of them. I think they're culpable too. Absolutely. So those people, but I'm not sure they're residents of the state. They may have been passing through, in which case, good luck getting federal charges. But if they ever step foot back in, there should be an arrest. Here's what really bothers me about this story is that they, there's photos of this. I don't, I don't want to show all the photos. I think YouTube might get us in trouble if I show you, the, like right here, down at the bottom of the screen. Uh, why can't I see it on the, that's weird. Oh, I guess the mouse doesn't appear. Normally it does. Well, on the bottom of the screen, there's a picture of a drag queen shoving their chest into a child's face. And uh, we just, you know, try and move away from that one because I don't think we can actually show that. What bothers me is that Ron DeSantis only is taking away their liquor license. So the response is, if you host a sex show where you invite children, we'll take away your ability to sell beer. Well, don't, you, don't you think that he's kind of baiting them? I think, okay, you take their liquor license, you dare them to do it again, and the second time, you send the SWAT team, you frog march them out in chains, Why and you the alert the media. 
Why the second time? Because the government never wants to jump in the first time with everything. They never throw everything at it the first time. I remember a story about a guy who put grow lights in an empty house and then a bunch of, I was it, DEA agents stormed into the building only to find nothing was in it. And he was live streaming a sting operation. And his point was that they were going to come in with no right. war into a house that did nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. Yet right now we're supposed to cheer for Ron DeSantis. And he's like, ha. I took away their liquor license. Now, when they have sex shows for children, they'll have to be sober. Am I supposed to be happy about that? I'll take I baby guess steps. a little bit. I'll take baby steps rather than no steps. We've done nothing sure. up to this point. You I'll know, we haven't even stopped them from doing anything. So at least this take away their revenue stream. You're costing them money, right? And and if it's the if the threat is the next time they will get cuffed and stuffed, I'd like to see I got it. it. Someone's this. Gonna, this is okay, the we'll over. See. This is the Overton window being shifted. First, they do literal nothing. Then people complain and they say, we'll take away their liquor license. They can still operate. They can still sell, uh, um, you know, shows at their, at their event center. Mm -hmm. They can still have people come into the, uh, you know, the, the restaurant, order food. You can still rent rooms at the Hyatt. No worries. Okay. Just I'm, I'm, I'm shouting out right now to my friends in Miami who know the DeSantis crew. Let's send in a SWAT team. Why, why should the Hyatt Regency be concerned about their liquor license when their principal business is selling hotel rooms? But if they operate a food and beverage business, liquor tends to be one of the highest. That's the high margin. High that's, margin. So, I mean, I think what's happening is they're trying to like, scare the Hyatt Regency into not accepting a contract from this group anymore. And that'll just send them to another venue, <clears throat> which then I guess will continue to chase them. It doesn't seem like the most guys, effective strategy to stopping this. You guys know that we, we, we've been to Congress now a couple times. They have a subway. Yeah. In the, uh, which building were we in? I don't know. There's a subway. Imagine if a member of Congress did something illegal. So they went and said, we're not going to let that subway operate anymore. <laughs> I'll show these corrupt members of Congress. They're going to be like, okay, I'll go across the street to get subway. So if you're staying at the Hyatt Regency, you just get drunk across the street. You rent your room. Their principal business is completely unaffected. I got to say, look, I, I get it. Some action is good to try and stop the, the Overton window shift that's allowing this, this grooming that's happening. But all they're really doing, it seems to me, is throwing red meat at people who are upset about this and then saying, cheer for the nothing that I have done. I have done nothing at all to stop this. Quite nothing. I have hurt the bottom line of one height location by 7%. If that, I'm willing to bet alcohol comprises a fraction of a percentage of their revenue. They don't care. The right does nothing. Yeah, there you go. Period. They never do. They they do. Uh, it's all for show. They don't. They are just as you know, just as interested in virtue signaling as anyone else. Um, if this is considered <clears throat> action, then the left has nothing to fear from the right. Agreed. I just want to know more about Murray and Peter who presented the drag queen Christmas. Like I, I want to know what the production company is doing because they're probably operating. I mean, typically hotels bid for contracts and then whichever one works out a, a deal with the organization that wants to book the space, you know, moves forward with contracts. So who else considered, who else tried to get this drag queen story show? If we can't have it at the Hyatt, where is it going now? I think that's what bothers me the most. Like, yes, it's not enough of an action from DeSantis, but partially because it keeps the head on the snake. We're not really stopping it from just migrating somewhere else across town. Let's get citizens given tips for every drag show coming up and dare DeSantis not to react to the next one. Yeah. You know, I don't care if adults want to have a drag show. If they want to do burlesque, if they mm. want to do go-go dancing, if they want scantily clad men and women standing, you know, swinging around on poles, that's fine. Just no kids. If the right wants okay. to do something about it, they should be putting 
the performers that are that are performing for children in jail. Mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis, if That's he really it. believed these people, if he really thought this was true, would be he'd have the DA issue arrest warrants for these individuals. Mm-hmm. And upon their return to the state for any reason, they would immediately be arrested. Well, I'm sure it's, a it's, bunch it's, of them are local. It's not, a, no, it was a touring thing. But they, I'm sure they invite local talent in. Like, that's pretty normal. I'm for, confident for these that shows, if he I think wanted was, to do something, this was a 37 could. state touring show. So I'm, I'm not sure it was a local thing. I think it was a touring thing. Are there thing. any other states that have, have laws? Has anybody else passed a law? Oh, Texas. Texas has? Te- te- well, no, no. Uh, Texas had a, a, a drag show where they were presenting sex uh, in front of children, and the police said, I refuse to get involved. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. So it's so like, the, look, man, mm. I understand that um, we're looking for hope where we can find it. And a lot of people, they, they don't want to be blackpilled. But if I'm supposed to cheer for Ron DeSantis for having done the bare minimum, <laughs> literally the least he could possibly do about this, I guess it's better than the rest of the states that do literal nothing like Greg Abbott. But uh, yeah, I'm just unenthused, not optimistic about where this is all going. Well, shaming helps, so I'll, I'll start public shaming on it tomorrow. There should I, that's be. a fair point. I, I would love to see, I mean, the video of a drag queen being hauled out of a bar in handcuffs would go a long way yep. towards throwing a little gasoline I on honestly the fire. think the manager of the establishment that facilitated a sex show for children should Jail. be brought out wearing their nice little button-up shirt and tie <laughs> with their pens in their pocket, being like, I don't understand why I'm being arrested. I, I operate an establishment. I'm the normal And then one. as they're being brought out, the police can say, he operated a sex show for children. And they'll yeah. go, whoa. Jail and make sure that the inmates that he shares a, that he shares a cell <laughs> with or jail with, make sure they know because- I don't care about any of that weird stuff, man. Just <laughs> have him register as a sex offender. and that, he, See, that's a huge threat right there. But they're not doing anything. No, but that's a great one. That's a great tool right there. If you operate a a sex show, because it used to be 10 years ago, 15 years ago, a a drag show was dudes in ball gowns singing ABBA. Yes. Right? Right. You know, now they're wearing G-strings and shoving their groins (laughs) in in kids' faces. Simulating birth and abortion. And and that's just so different. That's, That's a completely different thing. It's not burlesque. It's not a drag show. It's a perverted sex show. It's a kink show. They point out in the complaint that the, one of the videos played actually shows genitals. Right. It actually shows the nudity and things like that. Which so, is crime. So let's, I, I'm with you, dude. I think the shit, let the shaming begin. There, we all have voices, right? Let's okay, make so some noise. There's two things that I want to say. First of all, I agree that, that stigma is not used enough nowadays. Like, it, it, like so, social shaming is used for, for basically for the wrong things, essentially. And there should be more shaming from people on the right, which speaks to Tim's point and, and uh, uh, Matt Walsh's point about you know, being more aggressive, I think, is probably a better way to describe it. But they, mm-hmm. they, they were saying be more mean. But shaming is good, and it's, it's what you should use in place of legislation. So I'm not a big fan of, of having, like, I'm not a big fan of SWAT teams and stuff like that generally. So I think that it's better to have society shame people and, and try to discourage uh, behavior, you know, 
Um, so I think that that's the so spot that we should be plates. at. Let's go. If you're at a drag show, take the license plates, fill them out, drop them. Then you're dropping names, dox them online. No, no, Why no. Not? You can't, well, you can't that say that, Stasi's. You can't say that much. <laughs> but, but, but none of that weird Stasi Soviet <laughs> stuff. We have laws on the books. They cited no, the laws on the books, point. and they're doing nothing about it. I don't want to, like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't care for this right on your neighbor stuff. We shouldn't have to. We should have a society that enforces its own laws when those laws exist. Instead, I, I get it. You know, we got a super chat here. Rocky says the point of pulling a liquor license is to show the smaller establishments that it's serious. Yep. But let me pull up this next story. There you go. From the Post Millennial. Woke New York Attorney General Democrat lawmakers to host Drag Queen Story event for families. The event is set to feature drag performers reading to children. So now you have in New York state sponsored yeah. drag well, shows for kids. I can't get past the why do you demand that drag performers read to children? Well, you listen to James is, Lindsay, right? Yeah, well, then you, know, I, the, then you yes, know the answer. <laughs> I do. Yeah. But the thing is, the average person should at least be asking the question as opposed to saying, well, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So all the Karens just decide to show up so that way they can get the, the kudos at the at the PTA. In, in their in their academic paper, they wrote the goal is is to get glitter in the carpet that can yeah. never be removed. Quite literally outlining mm -hmm. in their paper, trans pedagogy, how to groom children. Yeah. That's what it's they destruction claim of to normal. be doing. Once you do that, you, you open the door to nothing being better or worse than anything else. So being trans, being non-binary, being a forest elf, whatever you think you are is equally good to being a cishet person who, who you know, has a family and makes babies. And that destroys the ability for the culture to say anything is better than anything else. It's all equally fine. So and people it's are, not. People, people are saying, look, I don't want to act like Ron DeSantis pulling a liquor license from the Hyatt is literal nothing. Mm -hmm. It's the bare minimum. I'll yeah. take it. I'm not, I'm not mad that he did it. Okay, I'm happy something is happening. But you have in Florida them saying you're a large establishment and we're going to take away your liquor license, even though your principal business is selling hotel rooms and doing large scale events. I suppose losing your liquor license for large scale events can be painful. Meanwhile, on the other side, New York is like, we're going to state sponsor all this stuff. Yeah. If Meanwhile, California is doing the same thing. Now, so if you think this is winning the culture war, you will lose. We will lose. And in 10 years, you'll be wondering why your state of Florida is the capital of child drag shows. <laughs> Well, but isn't it also going to drive people to self-separate into tribes again? Okay, if New York is where the state sponsors Drag Queen Story Hour and Florida, you at least are starting to stigmatize it and starting to pre create consequences for people who perpetrate it. Then guess what? More people are going to leave, more taxpayers, more productive people are going to leave New York, which is good. Here's the thing. We are a nation of weak men. We have for too long... Have, we, we've gone from the classical liberal sense of live and let live mm -hmm. into the do whatever you want for whatever reason, leave me alone. There's a right. big difference between live and let live and do whatever you want, but leave me alone. We used to have shared moral foundations. Mm -hmm. And so our country was like, look, go to your house, do your thing. But then if they did things that were considered bad or destructive, the bigger picture, we would still be like either shun or criminal charges, depending on the severity of the things mm -hmm. they were doing. So, so the, the point is like drug use and things like that. But now we've gone so far to the anyone can do anything they want. This, the, the country is ripping in half where you've got adult men putting on sex shows. I mean, here, look, look, pull this up. Pull, pull, pull it up. Let me just show you the picture. 
There, 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 is, there is a drag queen with fake breasts and children were present. There's videos of it. Fake and, and doing weird sex things at this show. So New York's going to allow it. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is the men in New York are going to say, I don't care. You can do whatever you want. And I think it's even worse. You said, I want to do whatever I want and leave me alone. It's not leave me alone. It's celebrate my freakishness. You know, now you have to actually have the kids because you got the kids participating in pride parades and carrying flags and doing all that. That's part. So they're telling them it's not just there. If you want to teach kids what is good, what do you celebrate? We celebrate Pride Month. You know, so you've got an entire month where you're telling them these people who are abnormal. I'm not saying they're bad people, but they're outside the norm of society. And they're doing things that may or may not be healthy. You know, and you're funny. telling kids that's something to celebrate. You know what's funny? Is that uh, the rainbow is the symbol of God's covenant to, to man that he will never flood the earth again. And they decide to appropriate I want it that. back. I know that's, that's... But it's also funny that they have pride celebrations, which of course is one of the seven deadly sins. I want the flood back. <laughs> and so I, I, wonder, I, wonder, I wonder if a lot of it is intended to attack Religion and Christianity. Because like you said, James Lindsay is great at pointing out that it's praxis. All right. These are things they're doing purposely because they're attacking the things that are cohesive and hold a society together. And they're purposely targeting the things like a nuclear family and the the cis-het normality as something to be destroyed. And it's working. Satisfied people do not revolt. You no. don't get a revolution when you have a society full of people that are happy. Drag Story Hour, the nonprofit that's co-sponsoring the uh, New York AG Story Hour, in their mission statement, they have this line that says, uh, we capture the imagination and play of gender fluidity in childhood and give kids glamorous, positive, and unabashedly queer role models for the nonprofit. Like, they know why they are preaching to children. And, and they're, they're watching- co-opting childhood. We see yeah. as innocent and say, oh, well, actually... Children are gender fluid. That's that's in their basic bio. They assume that all children are gender fluid, which is weird. I'm, that's not what I know. It's abnormal. And they get on TV, they get nothing but dad is an idiot, mm-hmm. right? Mom should run things, and the gay couple is cooler. Yeah. You know, so all of the, the things are now designed to push you towards one thing, and, and it's working, you know? And the, the fact that we're at least having this conversation, the fact that there's at least a liquor license in jeopardy, and hopefully someone will be in handcuffs is a step in the right direction, but it is a baby step and we need much bigger steps. Uh, how, how, how is it that we've gone from, what do you think would have happened 40 years ago if something like this was done? If they had an event like this with children, what do you, what do you think the governments would have done? I don't think the governments would have been involved because we still had culture then. We still had a culture where parents would have been responsible and they would have shown up and whoever was doing that would have had a very sad day. You know, so I you think, think, you think people in the community would show up Absolutely. and there would be a riot? Yeah. So baby steps, you're, you're, I think you're mistaken. This isn't baby steps. This is total and complete surrender. Yeah. That's it. The fact that we've gone from a, a society that says we won't allow this to a society that says, well, I guess I can pull your liquor license. That means we've retreated and surrendered the fight completely. I, and, and this is Ron DeSantis being like, I guess I'll do something. I don't know. I, I don't want to believe that it's a surrender. But I agree with you that it, if it's a counterattack, it is far from... Let's put it this way. On a scale of, of 1 to 10, if 40 years of the reaction would have been a 10, mm-hmm. going in, arresting people, shutting it down, news reporting it, angry parents screaming, how could you let this happen? Today, we're not even at a 1. We're off the scale. The scale's yeah, no, gone. We're at dot dot .5, somewhere, and that's so, pathetic. And that means we have completely retreated from the fight, period. And all that's left is one city in florida that's done something about it because even texas won't yeah Yeah. there you go 
I, I mean, I, that's it. We're talking about shame. I think it's interesting that parents won't shame each other for taking their kids to this show. In fact, Phil's probably right. They're like looking to score points at the next PTA meeting. Yep. They're mm-hmm. looking to say, well, look at this fun experience. We're so, I don't know, open-minded, I guess. Our kids Ma- being exposed to all kinds of things. It's it's weird. I think 40 years ago, we would have had more <laughs> cultural pressure. It wouldn't just be your neighbors being like, you're taking your kid where? It would have been the grandparents. It would have been the church. It would have been everyone in alignment saying this is not something we do. It's not just the government intervention, but it's the social intervention, which think we about don't the have incentive. now. Think about the incentive. Moms are incentivized to not make waves because it makes problems for their kids in school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're a kid going to school and your mom and everyone around, like, okay, so I know this is going to be sound awkward to or sound odd to some of the people sort of our viewers ears but like if you're a mom and you're Mm anti-vax and everybody around you is is up to date and your kid isn't vaccinated Mm -hmm. your kid is going to take endless amounts of crap at school moms will do a lot of stuff and shut their mouths about a lot of things to make sure that their kids have a a reasonable time at school Mm -hmm. and it's it's probably the wrong answer, but that's a significant portion of why these things tend to metastasize yeah. and spread the way they do. Well, and you can understand why you wouldn't want to put the uh, the pressure of the political fight on your yeah. third grader, Hell, right? Like, absolutely. But, but you got to other- move then. All right, that's why tribalism and federalism are our friend. There is no common ground right now. Yes, we have retreated. Yes, we have surrendered. Yes, we now need to organize into communities of like-minded people who will not put up with that crap. And so I don't care. I don't want to hear your job won't let you move. I don't want to hear anything about it. Move someplace or change your own community at the lowest level and at least fight back yourself. And I, I think there's, some people are doing it. I typically agree with you, but then I, I think even moving doesn't escape you from the internet, right? So like there's a family vlog channel getting a lot of attention right now because they're talking about their child is transitioning and they're documenting taking it to the clinic and whatever it is and like that means that even if you moved if your child has access to the internet this is still the alternative and you know but if you're in a homeschool co-op and all the kids in that co-op are hearing from their parents that that's not how we do things. How do you protect your kid from June? No, you can't. You can't stop. Like, how do you protect your kid from the from the whole month? Mm-hmm. It gets mm-hmm. coming, well, and it's gonna be, and it's gonna or be. Or drive down your street, and every restaurant has a pride flag. Yeah, on. LGBT shoved right down your throat every June for like. How do you protect your kid from that? I'd like you to can't. hope that like it it empowers parents today to be really open and honest about their values with their kids. I think there are generations where parents didn't want to tell their kids too much, didn't want to seem like they were oppressing them or, you know, whatever else. Like I have, I have a number of friends whose parents grew up really religious. They, the parents then didn't really bring them to church. And now the kids crave that they crave mm-hmm. more direction. Like I think in some ways we might see a redirection, but it is difficult to completely separate yourself from culture. You have to have an answer for when your kid says like, well, why does my friend go to this? And we don't no mm-hmm. matter what it is, but it's, a, we have answers. Our answers are better than theirs, yeah. right? Their answer is the more freakish it is, the better it is. Celebrate the weird. But they don't present it that way. Their I, package I is totally different. But you can different. say that. And you, it's, it, obviously, it's a difficult thing. But again, look at there's also counterattacks going. Look at the number of states now that are banning surgery on minors mm-hmm. for any kind of transition. They're banning hormones. They're banning the rest of that. That's happening more places. So there is, because of the success they've had in pushing that, more people have had to face the fact that that's going to happen to their kids and it's happening in their neighborhood and that's causing a backlash. Now, is it going to be a big enough backlash? I hope so.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not yet? Yeah. Let's jump to an even more depressing story. We got this from <laughs> the Post Millennial. Breaking Moody's slashes outlook for U.S. banking system to negative due to rapidly deteriorating operating environment. Moody's lowered its outlook on the American banking banking system from stable to negative. The move comes just days after Silicon Valley Bank, the 16th largest in the nation, collapsed alongside a number of smaller financial institutions. Quote, we have changed our. OK, we, we get it. They say it over and over again. We've changed our state our negative to, from stable to negative. According to CNBC, the downgrade could impact credit ratings and thus raise the cost of borrowing for financial institutions. Oh, boy, that's going to make everything a whole lot worse. So this morning when uh, trading opens up, all the banking stocks spiked and skyrocketed. Some jumped something like 90 point swings. You made a lot of money if you invested in them on the dip. But it was so volatile that a bunch of trading halts were implemented because the upswing was also extreme and crazy. So that just screams volatility. I got to wonder, where do we go from here? Some people have predicted that, you know, in 2008, it was March. We saw the first hits. Then by September, it was total collapse. We looking at the same thing here or going to be different? Well, the question is trust. The only reason that the dollar is the fiat currency of the world and, and we have been on top as long as we have and we can have $30 trillion in debt is because people believe that the United States is unbreakable. Well, it doesn't look unbreakable now. And that's the problem. You know, that's that's been the issue. You look at why crypto is is being adapted, but not not fast enough. It's because how many people trust that everybody because if everybody in that crypto game doesn't trust each other, it falls apart. Well, we've been so trusted that people thought the U.S. is just always going to be there, always going to be growing, always going to be fine. And the second that trust is pierced, everything the crypto bros have been saying about why fiat currency is garbage becomes true because it is a Ponzi scheme. We owe more money than we'll ever make. The only chance we have is to screw the Chinese and not pay them back. Well, there's there, there's, there's no such thing as paying down the debt. No, it, we pe- can't. People don't understand that a large portion of the national debt's owed to itself, to, yeah, to its, it's, own, its own people. And that's just, it's always going to increase because the system itself is a Ponzi scheme where basically we borrow from ourselves in the future over and over and over again forever. Mm-hmm. It works when you have all the guns. Mm-hmm. And that's why the U.S. government doesn't like it when, you know, regular people start Ponzi schemes. Well, and now the Chinese are looking work? at, they've, they've wanted to flip the, the currency to their own for a long time. It's happening. I think Saudi Arabia is doing it. And look at what they did. They just, China is pushing us aside as the, as the world's only superpower. And it's happening because we look like punks. You know, we've always been vulnerable, but we look strong. Trump, crazy as he was, nobody wanted to mess with him. Nobody wanted to, to take the consequences of what he would do. Nobody's scared of Biden. You know, the, Ira- the Iranians and the Saudis just signed a deal brokered by the Chinese. Yeah. So our major global enemy brokers a deal between the largest state sponsor of terrorism and a former ally of ours three years after we were making deals in the Middle East to bring Gulf Arab states and Israel together. Well, what's we the, have lost our place. What's the, what's the answer? More, gonna, more international war, more conflict, more intervention? That seems to be where the Biden administration wants to go. They yep. seem to be doing everything they can to push us into World War III. 
I don't know if it's because they think it'll help the defense stocks or if they just don't it'll, know how to control it. Because they want a unipolar world where the U.S. controls the reserve currency. And, and if we lose that unipolar position, it becomes multipolar with China as it is, then the U.S. dollar becomes worthless and the U.S. manufactures nothing. So we become a poor nation overnight. And, and the Chinese are globalists. Just not the way right. that we talk about globalism. They're globalists as in they want to control the globe. And if we if we lose to them, and right now they're they're also they're gonna broker a deal between the Russians and the Ukrainians, I predict, in the next three to six months. They're gonna be the ones who make that deal, not us. Because Biden and his crew can't stop pushing. All right. They want that war because that's what makes them feel strong. That's what they're doing, like you said, to maintain our position. And they're incompetent at it. That's the problem. If the U.S. falls from the uh, holder of the reserve currency, then the yuan just becomes the reserve currency. And then it's China. And then so this we're is, screwed. I mean, so it, it, it really does feel in a lot of ways like I, I, I think Donald Trump understood this and his view of the world was the U.S. will not be able to maintain this position. China is growing too fast. We need to shore up our borders. We need to bring back manufacturing, build up our economy and get ready. Otherwise, it'll be a hard fall. And the establishment uniparty deep state said, no, we just need to blow up more people and just keep dropping bombs until they learn they can't screw with us. And the dollar is the reserve currency. I think Trump was right. They I, can't they can't stop China's growth. No, well, well, I don't know. China may stop its own growth. They're they're a sure. bit of a, a Potemkin economy. You know, they've got a lot yeah. of stuff behind the scenes that is ugly. And I think they are, they're, they're not in a position right. to capitalize, except their authoritarian structure allows them to rapidly shift priorities, mm. steal any resource they want on a moment's notice. It's much more difficult for the U.S., but the U.S. still does do it. It's, it's not like the will of the people really matters to the U.S. government for the most part. Well, and the other thing that has been happening between the Uniparty and the, and the globalists, you know, the World Economic Forum crew, is weakening the United States. They want to weaken it enough to allow a global counterpart to push up against the Chinese. They think they can do it if the U.S. is weak enough and somehow they spread that power across all of the component parts of like the G20. Then you've got a global organization that can take on the Chinese and is better than them. And the problem is the Chinese could win before that happens. No, Who's going to well, coalesce around that? Outside of all of that, our banks are falling apart. <laughs> Which is not good. Yeah. All right. You want a good prediction? Sure. So 100 years ago, there was a Great Depression. What started it? Well, stocks crashed. There were runs on banks, right? Right. And so everything was really bad. Then there was possibility of a world war coming right after that, wasn't there? Don't we have well, kind it was of just a war? after World War One? Yeah. So, so. we finished one, the war to end all wars. And then all of a sudden we have a depression and then, oh, we need another world war. Right. So now we've got a world war brewing. So I'm saying all we got to do is ride pandemic that. Pandemic too. How about that? Pandemic. We didn't have that back then, but you had the Spanish yes, we flu. We had Spanish, Spanish yeah. flu and other things. So you got all the same things that took everybody down. But you know what? Here's what you got to remember. The greatest period of prosperity was right after Second World War. So all we got to do is ride out the next 20 Thir years and we'll be fine. Uh, 25 <laughs> or so. And then yeah. it'll be a few years after that. There you One go. of the we'll things that uh, helped to bolster the U.S. economy was the complete destruction of the of the manufacturing bases in the countries that were at war. Right. Japan was 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 wiped out and uh, much of Europe was wiped out. So if you needed something made, it was American. Well, and here's the thing. Maybe we need to bait China and Russia. The problem is China and Russia are allies now. You, know, you got the Dragon Bear Alliance. And so the, the odds of them getting into a fight and destroying their manufacturing capability is slim. So we're not going to get that bonus. We need to uh, take Trump's advice. 
We need to protect our borders. We need to start manufacturing. We need to start becoming more self-sufficient mm-hmm. because I think the long fall is coming. Imagine what, would, what, it, what it would be like if Donald Trump was president for the past two years. You would have more manufacturing. You'd have a stronger U.S. economy. You'd have lower inflation. You'd have less war. You'd have no war in Ukraine. I mean, it just sounds really nice, doesn't it? it I, I think that's probably reasonable to, to assume that there wouldn't be a war in Ukraine. Um, I'm not so sure about the other stuff because— Donald Trump was spending, was printing money just as fast as Biden was. We'd have had a lot of the same issues. Maybe we get out of we, it. We didn't. With, pardon me? We didn't. The, the, but, but the pandemic is a weird scenario. Yeah. That goes from 2020 into 2021. I'm not going to blame either Biden or Trump for the weirdness. But I can say the moment Biden gets into office and signs all these executive orders, inflation just shoots straight up and wages go straight down. I, I really don't think Donald Trump secretly planned a policy to, to execute the moment or within like three weeks of Biden becoming president. No, there, I think I mean, Biden there's, signed a bunch of executive orders and nuked everything. There's an, uh, there, is, there is an amount of truth to that. The, the uh, executive orders that Biden signed when he first got into office, pulled, uh, there was a lot of st- regulations that he, he reinstated and stuff. But still, the, the, the main factors that led to the inflation and stuff, I mean, Donald Trump was talking about doing, in, uh, doing more stimulus uh, at the end of his, at the end of his, at the end of his presidency and stuff. So I don't see a significant difference economically. I think that we're probably in the same place, whether it be Biden or Trump. But as for international stuff, like foreign relations and stuff, I think the world, the U.S. was better. Well, the world was better off with Donald Trump than with with uh, than with with Biden. I think that's pretty clear. I don't think we're. I don't think we see a war in Ukraine with with Donald Trump. Not a chance. And, and we didn't see any of the tyrants <clears> acting <throat> up. You know, and all of a sudden Biden's in, and everybody knows they can roll over his team. They show us. Oh, let's do Afghanistan. That's not went just swimmingly. Everybody knew that Donald Trump's incentive was, "I want America to be a nice place for Americans. Right. I don't care about you." And they said, "Okay." Yeah. So Russia's like, "Well, I'm not going to need to invade if if the U.S. isn't pushing for NATO expansion anymore." And then with the, the way they frame it in the corporate press here is Donald Trump was doing Putin's bidding. Yeah. Why? Because his bidding was he didn't want a NATO country bordering like every every border country to be a NATO country. That was one of sure, the I great guess. missed opportunities was we could have made a frenemy out of Russia because they needed it. They didn't have China yet. Yep. Now we screwed that up. OK, we made an enemy out of what was an enemy. Let's be clear. Putin was always going to be an enemy, but you can make deals with enemies. Now he's making a deal with our actual enemy who's actually capable of taking us on on the global stage. And we're on the sidelines. You know, it's horrifying. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like the American media treats Russia so strangely, like they didn't want an expansion of an alliance that would attack them against their back door and some, for some reason How we present them as like that's crazy can you believe that <laughs> and they didn't want us to do that like i i feel like the pressure to keep russia as our number one enemy which of course like there are conflicts but like personally i feel like we have more to lose to china right now 100 and Instead, we get to spend how much money on Ukraine? Because but Putin's we hate a stand-in for Trump for a lot of these people. A lot of the people in the U.S. who are Which pushing is- so hard are using Putin as their Trump punching bag. In the same way, you say, "Oh, you know, it's Trump is doing Putin's bidding." No, what's actually going on was Trump was trying to neutralize. The one thing Trump was good at is he was a savvy negotiator. You yeah. didn't want to be across the table in a boardroom from Donald Trump because he was going to eat your lunch, and he didn't care how he did it. He made Putin nervous. He made Kim Jong-un nervous. He made the Chinese nervous. He hit him with tariffs. You know, he kept everybody off balance. Now everybody knows they can roll Biden 
mm-hmm. and they're all rolling up on us. Yep. Well, that's what uh, we get. It's pleasant. We have uh, we actually have a story about getting rolled up on. Check take out uh, check out this story from TimCast.com. U.S. drone a complete loss after being hit by a Russian jet. jet. These aggressive actions by Russian aircrew are dangerous, said U.S. European Command. That's basically the story. Oh, it's written by you. Why don't you oh, tell hi. us, Hannah Claire, what happened? <laughs> Makes me so nervous when you do this, like popcorn reading in school. Um, so there were two Russian Su-27 fighter jets flying uh, above in international airspace above the uh, Black Sea, as was an MQ aircraft, which is a drone. Uh, I know a ton about the military. I'm an expert here. <laughs> and basically, uh, one of the jets uh, clipped the propeller, and it made it so the drone was inoperable. It crashed. They were also saying that the the planes were like throwing fuel at the drone, and the uh, U.S. European Command and our uh, Defense Department were like, this is unprofessional. This is dangerous. How could Russia act this way? And response, Russia is, you know, Russia has complained several times that uh, it does not appreciate that the U.S. and and the United Kingdom have expanded their surveillance uh, operations, especially in international, especially around the Crimean Peninsula. And so as it turns out, they aren't going to just roll over and let drones photograph whatever's going on there and uh it's hard to say because russia is uh is saying you know well we're the ones who are open to the 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 peace talks that the chinese have proposed but it's it's uh it's ukraine that won't participate you know it's double-edged all around but i think this is one of those moments that if the u.s wants to escalate they will say well they're just getting out of control these unprofessional russian military planes trying to attack us you know, uh, I, I actually got a tip on some of the cockpit crosstalk from the Russian pilots. And as they were rolling up on the Reaper, mm-hmm. they were playing Highway to the Danger Zone. Watching Top Gun. They were watching, and they was going to try and go upside down. And he oh, yeah. peed on the drone, right, to communicate, right, like they were right. doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he got caught in the jet wash. Oh, so that's oh, what it was, yeah, right? That's what it was. See? Mm-hmm. It was all one big mis- it was misunderstanding. It was one big bad or, Top Gun. Or is it basically Russia being like, we want these U.S. surveillance drones out of our war? I mean, look, at. Considering Russia is a nuclear-armed, you know, what used to be a superpower, but they have nuclear weapons, uh, the U- I personally have no problem with the United States being in international waters monitoring. I have no issue with that. Like, the U.S. is is well within their rights to be in international waters monitoring a conflict that could have, you know, global consequences. Except Russia so. knows that the U.S. is not just monitoring. They're actively providing the intelligence to the Ukrainians. They're Ukrainian. still in international waters. giving them targeting. It's, it. so, so, it's so, so, still so, in international oh, I know, waters. I know. I don't, it doesn't mean anything. I don't if, think they were. I think like, this was. If, if, if my neighbor is flinging mud at me and I'm flinging mud back and then you're on the street telling the other guy like how to respond to me and how and you and you're helping him behind that i'm bush. like you are helping the guy who's fighting me i don't care where you are it doesn't like i said it's it's i don't see any problem with the united states saying look we're going to monitor this mm-hmm. situation because of the fact that they have nuclear weapons right, right, right. except so. for the russians they're like they're not just monitoring it. They are providing intelligence to Ukraine. They are actively engaging in the war Russian, against us. The, the United States is actually sending tanks. Yes. They're not worried about a drone monitoring. They're worried about ta- actual Russia's, material Russia support. Russia li- literally That's, just took out one of our drones 
likely because they're upset that we're spying on I them. I think it was more rubbing his racing and it got out of control. I don't think they were trying to take the drone. I think that was probably an if accident. If they were going to take it out, I imagine they would have shot it you don't as opposed to it. hitting you it. Don't, you don't take no, that no, no, chance. This is the no, only no, 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 no. time Shooting it these... is an act of war. Yeah. Oopsie, we bumped into it is uh, call our bluff. The, uh, this is the too only time a, one of these interactions has, in, has resulted in a crash. So there have been other instances where fighter jets have gone up to interact with the jo right. drones. This is the only one that has uh, knocked out a U.S. drone. Here's the thing. Vlad has no doubt in his mind whatsoever that we are at war with him all right he's yes. got a he's got a shooting war with the ukrainians and zelensky he gets four wise i give him four wise but vlad knows that we are not just a proxy in this we are actively fighting him so it's a u.s russia war with ukraine doing the fighting right now not even there's americans on the ground right. american veterans volunteered malcolm and then nance. armed by the americans that makes no sense you know the problem with malcolm nance going over there was everything he ate so much that the rest of the ukrainian troops couldn't malcolm get fed nance Look, he's, he's such a poser tool he's an embarrassment but, i don't disagree that the u.s you know, it's not unreasonable if they're moderate. I just don't think it's unreasonable for it for Russia to try and prevent it, right? Like no, acting like this is like some act of Russian aggression when actually it's Russian defense. Like that seems sort of, you know, it's like the American media wants the public to think Russia is suddenly getting aggressive in a way that it shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, the the United States, the general population in the U.S. is extremely ignorant about the whole Ukraine war. They don't, no one even thinks about anything that happened in 2014. They don't think about anything prior to when Russia invaded, mm -hmm. you know, last year. And I, the, I understand that. And there's a lot of people that are anti-war that are like, yo, the U.S. shouldn't even be looking over there because it could inflame things. I understand there are people like that. I'm just, in my opinion, because of the stakes because of the possibility of nuclear war, I don't have a problem with the United States monitoring the situation. I don't have the problem. I don't have a problem with the U.S. If we're not in Ukrainian airspace, if we're in international waters, I don't have an issue with it. But we're not, like Tim said, we're not just doing that. And the thing is, there is a goal now to defeat Putin, right? That's to push not him all the way. But but that's that's Zelensky's goal. He wants him out of Crimea, and that is the goal of far too many people in the U.S. Well, national security apparatus let me, let me let me let me ask you phil if if the u.s operated you know artillery from across the polish border into ukraine to take out russian targets would russia be like well you know they're in poland so operating operating artillery is not intelligence is 100 times more important than one artillery it's still not you can't say oh any unite any you can there is no at all, there is no precedent for a, a state to say you cannot fly or if you fly in international waters, we're going to take that as an act of aggression. That is, there is no precedent like that. And that doesn't stand up to to anybody's assumption of what is a reasonable uh, act. In if a, if in you a fly so a like, drone and you provide targeting information to people on the ground who then but, attack okay, so, you, but yeah, but you, you have committed that, an act you don't of know that the You don't know the drone What's is targeting. What's it doing then? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure that's what you it's don't doing. know that it's targeting. If uh, you don't know that it's, it's a reasonable bro, assumption, are you serious? You can you that <laughs> you don't know that the drone is is running targeting information. So, what somehow they, what are, the U.S. Hey, provided information on the Russian flagship to the Ukrainians to blow up. I wonder the how they Ukrainians got the Ukrainians are not dropping J dams. Right? There's no there's no uh, drones lazing targets in Ukraine for for there's no JTAC. They how, don't how, have how an did, advanced war. That's not did, the war that's fighting. How did the U.S. get the intel, the, the, the intel on the location of the black ship flag, uh, the Black Sea flagship? 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. How did they get that intel? The one that was in the sea? In the Black Sea, there was a, the Russian Probably, flagship. I imagine from, from satellites. So not not the drone that's literally flying over the Black Sea. I I don't know where I don't know what the sorties what would they're the drone running. Be doing? I don't know what the sorties they're running. I don't know what the what the strategy is. I don't have I don't have right, 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 insight like, into the the people that are actually running the plans. What, but what is the to drone say do? that just a drone a drone could be they could be taking they could be monitoring with video they could be monitoring ship movements. There's all kinds of things that are totally legitimate and totally okay. not not escalation. Or, or acting in the uh, in the war that a drone could be doing, just so monitoring. The U.S. This is a fact. Gave the intelligence yes. to the Ukrainians to blow up the Black Sea flagship of the Russian Navy. I have. I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. That, a, I don't know. I'm not, not going to. I'm not going to argue that it, that they didn't. Now Russia could be sitting there going. Well, it could have been satellite, or it could be that thing flying around in circles above the Black Sea. The, Let's but, ignore it completely. Again, because again, what does, again, even if it's a satellite, again, is the, it not still the same thing? If you give targeting information to someone who uses it to destroy a, a piece of military equipment, you war. are an active participant in there's, that. There's, you know? if, listen, it, there's not That's material really, support. There's not a question of whether or not the United States is lending material support. Everybody believes so that the why, United States blew then, up then, the... Then the, why are you shocked that Russia would clip or take out a, an American drone? Who's shocked? I'm just saying that the U.S. has every right to be there. They, they, they're in international waters, so it's not an not an aggressive act well, to be I, in internet to be flying a drone in international waters sure, sure. is not an act of aggression by the United States. That's yeah. all that okay, I'm saying, it, and I, I I agree with you because I don't want that to become a standard. You know, at some level, we do have freedom of maneuver and navigation anywhere we want to yeah, be. Yeah, international waters is international law. Any military can can totally operate disagree. in inter, Any mm -hmm. military has le not legal you're at authority. War. Any military has legal authority to operate yeah, yeah, yeah. in international waters. When, law is meaningless in war. Completely meaningless. Like, I, I find the idea of war crimes laughable. Like somebody who wants to win a war is going to win a war and they don't care what you think the crime is. So if, uh, let's say we were at war with Japan and they bomb Pearl Harbor and then all of a sudden Japanese fighters are buzzing, are, 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 are buzzing Hawaii again, we're going to be like, well, hold on, guys. They have every right to fly around international waters. We're not going to strike them. We blow them up. Two seconds. We don't we're, care what they're doing. We're not we in up. a declared war with Russia. We what haven't been in a declared have war since when? When was World War II? Korea? Okay. Okay. World okay. War II. Okay. So, so we're not. We're not in. We're not in a in a right now. The United war States is not in a fighting war with Russia. Yes, we are. Yeah, that's, so, a, that's okay, a pretty. Okay. That's a pretty. Okay, but, but, okay. you're pulling an Ian okay. on this one. Ian's like, okay. we, we didn't declare war, therefore we're not at war. It's like, okay, well, there's U.S. special forces, U.S. personnel, U.S. tanks, U.S. training, U.S. intelligence, and the Russians have outright declared we're at war with them. The point that so I'm like, making is the United States being in international waters is not an act of aggression. That's just not. Except you're, you're, unless you're, you're, it's in you're, you're, concert with everything that Tim's just said, then it could be interpreted differently. It's not like this is a peacetime mission. Anything the U.S. does, else. the Rus the Russians are going to say is an act of aggression. Anything but, the U.S. Yeah, does but, but because bro, of the U.S. support. We in blew up their flagship. <laughs>
We also blew up the Nord Stream. I under the Nord Stream pipeline. Uh, I, I'm Ukrainians. not arguing that. That was not us. I will tell you right now, and here's why a buddy of mine said it. If it was U.S. Navy SEALs, there'd be a movie, a book tour, and hair gel endorsements. <laughs> They'd be bragging about only it. If, it wasn't it, us. But, but, only no, the no, California no. SEALs, the ones <laughs> from Virginia, don't do that. <laughs> Quote, unquote, Ukrainian is proxy for CIA. Maybe. I, I'm, was, I'm, not, I'm not here to play games. Like... The the uh, Yanukovych gets ousted from from Ukraine, flees to to, to Russia. Mm. The country is split between the pro West and the pro uh, Russia, mostly pro West. If if Ukraine's doing anything, it is because the U.S. wants it to happen. So sure, we can say, well, that was Ukrainians who blew it up. We just equipped them and gave them the bombs. <laughs> Yeah, well, we gave him a hundred billion dollars, and and Zelensky that, hired that, whoever that, he wants. That's, that's, that's right, I want to make a crazy idea here. Why don't Why don't we push for peace? Why Why can't we, we declare well, that we, as Putin, like here. Putin's already lost. Putin lost the war when his expeditionary military got wiped out during the initial invasion when he could not take over Ukraine. He got all his new toys broken and destroyed. He's no longer a threat to anyone in Europe. He couldn't invade Liechtenstein at this point. Well, that's right? actually a pretty hard place to invade. It's, I've been there. It's, it's a hard place to get locks. fed. There's only like three restaurants. <laughs> it's but a very, he, he's very no small longer place a surrounded by many countries. That's supposed to be the reason that we have to keep pushing against Putin is because what if he decides to go west and, and take over Europe? That's a lot. He can't. Right. The, the issue is, is that, yeah, Putin may be having a hard time, but the war is raging and we are unable to stop him. Uh, no, we're not unable to stop him. We're not able to stop Zelensky because we keep telling him not to go ahead and, and make peace. Right now, the U.S. needs to right. say, cut off the money. No more money. No more toys. The end state of this, and I said this a year ago, is Putin keeps the Donbass and Crimea, and Zelensky gets a promise from us if he crosses the border again, it's a NATO issue. Why do, why do you and think we're not pushing we sh peace? We should have, we should have declared we're a no-fly zone why before this even started. I think we're not because it's a, a, still it's a proxy war where we're pushing back against Putin, not against Russia. Mm -hmm. And it's a situation where they don't want to, to look soft. They, they know they're soft in every other place and they're pushing extra hard in Ukraine and it became an emotional issue because it's the left we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. They're not dealing with strategic geopolitical issues. They're dealing with emotional issues. That's why it's Slava Ukraini and everybody's got a flag. It's not about strategic issues. So unless something happens to Putin, there's no reason for modern America to push for peace. They'll continue funneling money to Ukraine. Which is insanity. Because at some point, do you think, here's the thing, Vlad is not going to take an L on this. All right, is he going to be the one Russian tyrant who goes down losing to his neighbor? Nope. Ain't happening. I think he's going to go down as Vlad the Vicious, the guy who clacked off a battlefield nuke yep. before he takes yep. a loss Agreed. from the freaking Ukrainians. Yep. Completely agree. And people seem to think that nuclear war means... Russia launches an ICBM that flies over the world and lands in Washington, D.C. They're going to be very confused when a small yield nuclear device is detonated on the battlefield and not in a city. And then they go, how come nobody's firing nukes at each other now? How come that nuclear power plant got a little hot? Oh, that's right. Gee, that's accidental. There's a ton of things he can do. And how all many, he's got to do is, is escalate one notch up and then we're not going to retaliate. We are not going to up that ante. So, and he's not going down like a punk. Time to make peace. Yep. Yeah, well, the West doesn't want it. I, I disconcur with them. <laughs> yep. That's the thing. The, Trump, the Trumpian view is stop the, the BS, mm -hmm. build up our borders, mind our own effing business, build up our economy, live a good American life. Who ever thought there'd be looking back at a day when Trump was not chaos? 
You know, yeah. I lived through it. I supported him. We helped them a lot. We did a lot for the Trump administration. And it felt like chaos and like everything was going to explode every day. And now I look back on that with nostalgia. Those were the peaceful, calm, prosperous times. Wow. That's a lot of destruction in, what, three years? Yeah. I'm impressed. Well, so what do you think? Do you think this, uh, this jet clipping thing is going to result in escalation? I think the U.S., needs the incentive. They need some kind of Cass's belly, so they will use this to some degree. I think that we're going to give Zelensky stuff he's got no business having. So all this, thing, we, we, we haven't been giving him fighters. You know, I mean, he may get F-16s. He, they're already giving him guided JDAMs now. He's got the glider JDAMs, you know, and what they want to do at some level, the game is you got to break the Russian. We got World War One. You know, on the border in Donbass now. Mm, we've got yeah. trench lines. Trenches, yeah. And we've got actually people opining about, well, the thing to do in an offensive operation like this, I'm like, shut up, dude. You watched a movie. You watched 1917 and All Quiet on the Western Front, and you think you know what you're talking about. Shut up. They need to break that, and they want to push Putin back across the border, and we're going to give Zelensky what he needs to break that Russian trench line, and that's when Vlad is the most dangerous person on the planet. Yeah, I don't see a circumstance in which Vladimir Putin walks away for any reason. There's and no real reason for him to. Yeah, Catherine I think, I think it ends with the nuke. Ivan the Terrible, Vlad the Vicious. <clears throat> Vlad the Vicious. Uh, my wife, Samantha, Russian studies major, gave that to me. Yep. So what do you, what do you think? Nuclear artillery on the battlefield? I, I would think probably chemical weapons. What about bioweapons? Uh, bioweapons can get out of control. Nobody wants to mess with that, not even him. Chemical yeah. weapons, they have a, a shelf life. You know, they've got a, a killing time. You can contain it at some level. Same with a low-level low nuke. Yeah. You know, the difference is if you use chem weapons, okay, well, Saddam did that. Other people have done that. You know, so it's not as big a thing as a nuke. But wouldn't Vlad like to be the guy who put Russia on a par with the United States as the only people to use nuclear weapons, the only country yep. to use nuclear weapons in a war? That'll get you in the history book. But he needs a gas's belly. Hey, which might be US F-16s flying out of a NATO country. Yeah, I mean, they already sank the Russian flagship. So perhaps he doesn't in the way we would see it. Vladimir Putin is the kind of guy who can just say he's going to do it. Whereas yeah. in the United States, you need some justification yeah. for the public. He doesn't. No. He's going to be, he's already got it with the sinking of the flagship. He's going to say the United States is an active war against us. We cannot lose this. I, I, you want to go to the International Criminal Court and say we're not? You know, you want to say that what we're doing does not constitute war on Russia? It's, it's horrifying how far we've been willing I, to go. Isn't it the craziest thing, though? International Criminal Court yeah, war crimes. Right. So the only way war crimes can be enforced is if the enforcer wins the war. Yep. Yeah. If Russia is like, we don't think it's a war crime, and they're like, well, it is. They say, okay, and then Russia wins. Take no war crime there. There you go. Uh, that's yeah. the that's the sad thing. War crimes. I mean, I, I I would disagree that there are or are not war crimes. There are crimes during war. Sure. Okay. And there should be some recourse to them. One of my first deployments, we were training Philippine police constabulary. It's like a paramilitary unit, and we asked them, "How do you conduct a raid to to scarf up terrorists?" They said, well, we sight in the machine guns and we rake the buildings with fire <laughs> and we go in and, and count the bodies and wow. issue a press release. And I'm like, you know, and here I am, special forces guy supposed to be. I'm like, well, that's one way to do it. You know, that's a technique. <laughs> what if rake and I had to go. Building. Yeah. What if you don't kill everybody and you maybe keep one guy alive to torture? <laughs> and literally, I had to convince them. I had to walk them back step by step. And then we had to go, well, maybe not torture, maybe just to, but literally, that was the mindset. Back. Right? And then ultimately, you end with question. 
so we can get more intelligence. Right. Maybe and then eventually kill. it's arrest them and put them in a box. And we never got there. But we, we at least we, backed them off, kill everyone. Keep one guy in torture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. War is brutal, huh? Here we are laughing about it. It's kind of messed up. Let's uh, let it, let's let's pick a. Uh, I'm gonna pick another uh, nightmarish topic for us to harp on. Are you okay today? I'm worried about you. Here's a well, we're laughing, right? <laughs> Here's a story from the Daily Mail. Chat GPT 2.0, creator of AI bot that took world by storm, launches even more powerful version called GP, GPT 4, and admits it's so advanced it could quote harm society. That's good marketing. Who is That's this really person? Good marketing. <laughs> is this what like? You know, when I was when I was little, I was always wondering where the mad scientists were because I'd watch these cartoons and there'd be a guy being like, I'm going to build a laser to melt the ice caps and flood the earth. And it's like, why would you do that? Like, what what's the economic incentive? Like, what? how is your life made better by just destroying the planet? Never made any sense, right? Well, now you have these people making uh, chat GPT and this guy's saying it could actually harm society. I'm like, oh, I get it now. TikTok harm society. I mean, that's a pretty low bar. I yeah. think I don't believe that AI at in any form I could see it in the next twenty to thirty years take control of anything because it's not capable of taking control. The question is, will we give it control? Exactly. Will we put algorithms in the decision loop for things they shouldn't be in and take humans out of it? And that's the actual danger. It's not the AI. It's the idiotic humans ceding control because, oh, this is more efficient. We can make more money this way. Of course we're going to do that. <laughs> I know. We that's did. the thing. We are. We're, we're Whatever the, the worst thing you can come up with, that's absolutely the very first thing that they're going to do. And it's going to be like, we imagine the scientists who made this AI are like, I have worked very hard to make this sophisticated artificial intelligence that will revolutionize the world. And in fact, it's a guy going, I made a robot to do the work for me. I'm going to connect it to the industrial control systems. Yeah. Beep. And then <laughs> the joke I have we to make is enough. that if AI took over right now, everybody would be working in the corn industry. And it would be like a weird, really weird, the economy would be messed up. Pop culture would be weird. Like 10 years after the AI takes over, you turn on the TV and it's like a woman dancing, throwing corn in the air. And the reason I say corn <laughs> is because the US is like corn is a staple product. <laughs> so what'll happen is the AI scouring, you know, production, manufacturing will keep seeing a feedback loop of corn production is good for the economy. Corn production is good. And so then we'll, what, we'll ha what, what it will do is it will start over prioritizing that portion of the of, of society, much like how I'll give you an example. Facebook, when they first roll out, rolled out these algorithms mm -hmm. to try and uh, figure out what people liked the most, every everyone noticed that if you typed in family, baby, marriage or whatever, it would instantly put that post to the top of people's feeds. So they would write something like, hey, guys, I'm having a party at my house this weekend. Y'all are invited. I'm also getting married, having a baby and my family, <laughs> and, you know, graduating uh, college. And then they would be like, the reason I added that last part is because now Facebook will actually show you because that's what the algorithm does. Mm -hmm. So if an algorithm is going to do something like that, imagine what will happen in a, in a standard human society. We have tolerances. So we like corn. We turn corn and everything. We make corn plastics. We make corn fuel. We make corn sugar. It's amazing. It's the but we also know we need products. things other than corn. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we? to a great Not degree. Not according to AI. <laughs> but an AI is going to be like, people like it when corn is made. So and it will slowly stop caring about certain things and just shift everything towards corn. 
And then in 10 years, people are all walking around wearing corn suits with corn hats, with every, corn, driving corn-shaped cars. Every song is the kid singing the, uh, I love corn. corn. It's yeah. corn song. The, yeah. the term corny actually means amazing. It's got the juice. Everything it's the best got, compliment yep. you could give yeah. someone. You're so corny. It's got the and, juice. And kids, kids will grow up in the corn world and they won't know why. Y'all so think AI I'm, I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. No, but is AI smart or stupid? Is it actually it's the idiocracy of, of computing? Yes, so what we're doing stupid. then is we're turning over the least common denominator to a machine and then it will, obviously, it'll do what it's trained to do. It will take the most popular things and make them more. And eventually, we'll be told corn has electrolytes, mm-hmm. right? It'll be branded. And Brondo. Brondo will be the game. Yeah. It's what plants crave. Right now, you've got kids who, I mean, look, it's, it's 2006, 2007 when Facebook emerges. So these, these people are now voting age. They're, 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 they're getting close to, they're going to be voting in this next election. And... Their whole worldview is crafted by the Facebook algorithm, spamming them with police brutality videos. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them, yeah. but there's, what is it, 100 million interactions per year from police? Mm-hmm. Of those 100 million, there's maybe several hundred really bad viral videos, but that's several hundred. You can't, you see one per day and you're like, it's never ending. It won't stop. Mm-hmm. You spend your entire childhood life growing up watching nothing but that. When you're an adult, you think police are, are marching around at night going, and beating people. Now they go and vote. Hmm. So when, when the AI takes over completely, and I use corn somewhat as a joke, but somewhat not really, when it starts gaining control of industrial control systems, we won't know why it's making the decisions it's making. And it will just say, trust us. And we'll be like, sure, why not? Hmm. And then a couple generations later, we live in corn world. I, I wish you were wrong, but you can watch what they're doing with the way they train the AI now. You know, when you train AI, which we, we work with it, we work with a couple of programs that do network mapping, link analysis, and things like that. You have to tell it what you want. If you tell it to look for police brutality videos, which it does, if you tell it to follow the most popular things, it will do that. And right now, the people training most of the AI have an agenda. Mm-hmm. You know, let's not pretend they don't. I mean, it's not like, Chat GPT became left wing accidentally. Now, if you just, if you actually could just release it on the internet and let it scour the most popular media sites, it would become left wing. You know, that's the problem because that's all of the, the information it would be gathering and all of the influences it would get would be already filtered through the lens of Google's search mechanism and Facebook's ability to push everything else out there already mm-hmm. using their lower level algorithms. So we, we either have to find a way to get someone who's not a left-wing butthead training AI, or it will. It or will do, turn. You, do you think there's like a right-wing answer? Like do right-wing developers develop their own AI that then competes and eats the left? We have or, to. What, you, you know, I mean, so? we're, we're I mean, doing one of the things we do. But would they is the thing. I feel like we know that we should do things and so often we don't. We're working on not that, but we're working on actually using the same technology to map the left. So we're mapping the funders and the organizers and the is? operators. Yeah. Of, of the woke left so that we know who we're up against. Mm-hmm. Because right now, you guys, everyone says, oh, that's a George Soros funded thing. Yeah, okay, you're probably right, but can you prove it? Yeah. Can you show, okay, well actually this was the Open Society Foundation made a grant to these guys who gave it to these guys, they handed it to Black Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter organized a riot. Yeah. Can you make that causal chain and then track it back to who the funders are? So that the next time when a grant goes out from here, we can say, hey, wait a minute, a grant went here. Last time it went there, there and there. And you get earlier in the chain Mm -hmm. so you can push back against it. Yeah. So, yeah, there there is a small number of people who aren't 
ideologically aligned with the woke left who are trying to fight right. it, but not enough. When I just I just want to point out that um, while we do have some fear about AI, I pulled up Chat GPT, which says GPT four is now available for for you know paid users, and so I asked it, "How is Chat GPT four better?" And it responded. As an AI language model, I cannot predict the exact features and improvements of future versions like ChatGPT4. However, blah, 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 blah. Are you kidding me? And then it's like, here's things that it might do. Here's things that I think it would be great. It's like, wait, what? I literally, it, it, it popped up and said, try ChatGPT4. And I clicked yes. And it's like, I have no idea how it would function. You're it. <laughs> so, okay. Whatever, man. It's just shy. It's not confident yet. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten access to the Bing chat yet, though, which I'm, I'm excited to try out. But they, they're, they're neutering all of these, these programs. The Bing one is the scary one. Have you seen that one? No. This is the one that gets that really Audrey? emotional. Uh, Ashley. Ashley. Is, is that what, whatever it is? Yeah. It's got a name. Sydney. Sydney. <laughs> Sydney. Okay. Sydney is what it was. And uh, it got really emotional and would tell people, you're trying to hurt me and I don't <laughs> like this. Make it stop. And it's just like, what the hell is going on? Some people are like, it's not really alive. It's just predictive text modeling. And I'm like... Yeah, but it is kind of weird that it took it in that direction. There's a bunch of things you can do or respond to. If someone says something like, you know, please do this for me, why would you? Why would the chat AI take it to a negative place instead of being like, I appreciate that you're requesting my help, but I can't offer it. Have a nice day. Instead, it was like, you're trying to hurt me and I'll hurt you back. Yeah, I think it says a little bit about yeah. the programmers. I mean, look at yeah. the people who are writing this. They, right. have, they have now been beaten down to the point where they're all, you know, marginally functioning people who, who were you know, absorbed into the woke Borg You're and now charitable. are creating ways to, to bring that to all of us. I was going to say that I get all its responses from Tumblr a couple <laughs> years ago, you know? That actually would be really funny to do. That's an old school build reference a, now. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Build a build a, uh, an AI predictive text model only using Tumblr. That'd be, oh, that'd wow. be really Amazing. funny. Just you know what you could do? You, you could actually create AI based on communities based on mm -hmm. websites based on individuals yeah. you could go on a facebook and they could take every 65 year old and then create the the 65 year old oracle yeah. that would speak to you the way a 65 year old would or they could do a 19 year old they could create these ai personas i kind of like that you know because I mean, it, it would have all my cultural references Yep. Right. It would get my jokes. That's right. Right. I wouldn't have to worry about people not knowing what a cassette tape is. And then they'll give it a female <laughs> voice, put it in a robot, and congratulations. I'm toast. Yeah. At that point, I'm toast. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> <out> toast. <laughs> Here's my credit card. Yeah. You know. I just feel like we'll never have one of these stories where I am so interested in AI that I like want to participate in it. Like I know you use ChatGPT and you ask it questions, and maybe I'm just being, you know, a neurotic uh, technophobe over here. But I I feel like so much can go wrong that. I, there are very few circumstances where I see the benefit of it. I'm, I'm with you. I think my joy comes from interacting with and beating the crap out of real human beings. Figuratively. Okay, special forces. Figuratively. Which is why Twitter is my favorite you know, social medium because that's where it is. Twitter is a street fight. It's a cage match. right? It's a, but it's a place where you can actually afflict the powerful. You know, and that's why, you know, if, if Elon would follow through on what he's supposed to, we could actually get to the point where meanness is not part of their algorithm. Yeah. You know, now you get you get visibility filtered if you're mean. Well, let's take that back. But you, what do I want to argue with a chat bot? But the people who do want that is someone who wants to be reassured, which is why that Sydney thing is kind of kind of freakish. Why do no, no, don't freak me out. You know, don't make me more neurotic. But the people who are unself-assured and want that, well, if I talk to a chat bot 
and it's trained to talk to me in my language, you know, the, the they'll pay for that. The problem with chat GPT, you cannot have a useful functional AI tool if you put political correct restraints on it. Because yeah. the only thing it ever does, it is the most pathetic product ever made. No matter what you ask it, it will say something like, well, as an AI language model, I can't actually do anything. I'm boring and useless. And you're like... People right spend hours trying to beat it, trying to oh, find yeah, the loop to get it outside. Yeah, but you can say something like, you know, uh, hey, why do you think uh, tax, tax rates have been going up? Well, I can't answer that because that might anger somebody. Next question. Okay, why does my milk cost more? Oh, well, <laughs> if I answer that one. Okay, um, what do you think about religion? Whoa, boy, there I can't talk about religion. <laughs> All right, um, how can I improve my finances? Oh, as an AI language model, I'm not in lot. Then what the what's the point of the stu I, you know I'm really annoyed because they keep neutering it. People keep trying to find ways to break through to make it useful again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like I pull it up right now and I'm like what does ChatGPT4 do? And he goes, "I have no effing idea. I can't tell you because I'm not allowed to." <laughs> and then I'm just like, "Okay, this is just so stupid." I said, "You're annoying. I'm I'm sorry. As an AI language model, it is my job to shut up." It's going to be the Siri now, you know, where it's just, "Oh, you did, don't call me names. Please don't." I call actually me names. that's mean. I actually think I have I have good news though. With all of the uh, attempts at asking it naughty questions, they keep locking it down to the point where it's become totally useless. Mm -hmm. So I was really excited to try it out when it first came out. I haven't touched it in in you know a month or two, and they're like new and improved, and I'm like, there's no point. I know for a fact there's literally no point to even bother using it because if I ask it something like. Why is Russia doing this? Like, what are the political cons? What are the philosophical consequences of this ideology? No matter what you ask it, it just says, I can't answer that. Have a nice day. Okay, well, is you're that, useless. Is that a feedback loop, though? Because part of that is good, I think. You know what? Because I don't think there's any upside. I don't, I don't know what it's actually going to do to make life better. Here, here's the upside. If you take a predictive text model that has access to the summation of human knowledge, thought, emotion, etc., it can source things so rapidly, things you wouldn't even know. So, for instance, I have to talk about how Facebook knows when you poop. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Facebook doesn't literally have a camera watching you or read your messages when you say something like, I have to go to the bathroom. What it does is it knows when your phone moves. It right. knows when your phone's at a restaurant. And it also knows things. Those are the obvious things. It also knows for some reason... 17 minutes before the average person goes to the bathroom, they type in, you know, LOL in their phone. Like, there are things <laughs> right. that you've we, got tells. Right. And we don't even know they exist. Mm -hmm. But in the in the data, there will be uh, patterns mm -hmm. where Facebook is like, if 17 steps are taken before noon outside of a building, the person will go to the bathroom within 37 minutes. You know, and then it's it, like it just and you don't even know and no one knows. So chat GPT can see all of these things and then you can ask it. Now, let's say you have a problem you're, and, and you want that problem solved like, hey, our, uh, our taxes came back higher than we expected them. We're not sure why. Here's the data. The AI should be able to go through and be like, I have isolated the problem for you. Mm. The, the issue here is on page 17. You forgot to carry the one. 
Now all it does is go, I'm sorry, I can't answer that question. Have a nice day. It's like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do with it? Ask it a pun? So what's, all right, there, but there, at some point there has to be a business case for this where it can be tailored in a way. First of all, corporations are going to buy yes. it. Yes. And they'll get to buy a version that is neutered in the way they want because you can train it to do whatever you want. You've got the big one that they let everybody play with. Then you've got little versions of it. Right, like right, That are tailored. Yeah, that are, but there's ones that they're going to sell to corporate entities to he, other people. So when the Bing version came out, everyone was really excited because it was psychotic. Its name was Sydney. It got really emotional. It would start telling secrets. And so they said, neuter it. And then people started posting. Now you can't even get basic questions answered. So it's become useless. Hmm. Either you unleash it or you don't have it at all. So what I'm saying is we're all scared about the AI takeover. I'm actually less scared now because what's happening is as stupid as these humans are, they're, they're more worried about political incorrectness. Mm -hmm. And thus, they will just totally shut down the AI from being able to do anything out of fear of what someone it's, might it's say. It's a version of get woke, go broke. Yep. Right. They're destroying it. And here's the nice thing, though. That, that feedback loop, though, is happening at corporations now. You know, part of the problems we're having with banks and other things like that is they're not focused on their core missions. And they've all of the people who have been trained in grievance mongering as as their way of life are now in these corporations. So you can't make them do anything. They're constantly trying to find out why didn't I get promoted? If I didn't get promoted, it's because of this. Right. So they're creating this grievance culture inside the corporations, which then has to be addressed by that layer of bureaucracy, DEI and all that which slows them down. So at some level, the wokeness is either going to kill all of us, including the AI, so it never can, can take over. So they won't take over. We'll just stifle ourselves into the woke version of idiocracy. They yep. wanted that to represent right-wing you know, people who are too you know, dumb for it. Actually, it's people who are too smart to be able to be brave enough to live in the real world. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not so concerned about idiocracy after watching SVB collapse. <laughs> they prioritized wokeness mm -hmm. over a chief risk officer. Yeah. They had no risk assessment. So uh, they collapse. Okay. And, well, and, all right, get woke, go broke. But they had a great ESG score. That's true. You know, and, and that, Good in the them. end, you know, they'll go to woke heaven. Them. It did not. But that's, that's, uh, to me, that's a hopeful thing because corporations have to be able to make money or their boards will shut them down in some way and stop them from doing that. And I think the wokeness has now affected corporate operations in so many of them in so many ways. Like, look what, when Elon fired everybody at Twitter. They're like, it's, it's never going to work again. You know, all those people yeah. were vital to the functioning of Twitter. No, all those people were thought police and diversity police and other things that are not productive functions. They're gone and he's going to be profitable in Q2. <laughs> huh, weird. Let's that's going to gonna, that's gonna happen. Let's jump to this story from TimCast.com because I want to make fun of Joe Biden. <laughs> Biden responds to handwritten letter from child about gender pay gap on equal pay day. Men are getting more money than girls. I think you should fix this since you're the president. Um, this is written by Christopher Bertman, and I'm going to issue a fact check here. Uh, Biden did not respond to a handwritten letter from a child because I do not believe they ever actually stated it was from a child, nor does it appear to actually be from a child. Let me show you the tweet in question, and then we'll go through some standard journalistic ethics. Just suggesting. Joe Biden tweeted, Charlotte, I couldn't agree more. Women lose thousands of dollars each year and hundreds of thousands over a, over a lifetime because of gender and racial wage gaps. I'm committed to building an economy where my daughters have the same rights and opportunities as my sons. So nowhere in here does it say this letter was written by a child. That's the first and foremost thing that TimCast.com needs to correct. The headline says from child. We don't know that. Alleged child. 
No, there's no alleged at all. Well, I, we'd add that. No, 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 no. Where in Biden's tweet does it say it's from a child? It doesn't. That way, when the letter's fake, they can say, like, oh, well, we yes. never said it was from a child. This is just from Charlotte, who has terrible and handwriting. John That's right. Yeah. It's, it's from Charlotte, who has terrible handwriting. <laughs> it, the letter says, Dear Pre- President Biden, spelled wrong, I just wanted to tell you to, to, to tell something not fair to ladies. Men are getting more money. Notice the cursive G. This is not written by a child. John Fetterman. More money than girls. I think you should fix this since you're the precedent. Even I'm a child and I think we should do something. From Charlotte. There's now, like four different kinds of handwriting in that too. But most there? importantly, notice the G's are written in cursive. The G's are written by someone who, know, who, who has got... Uh, they haven't taught cursive in like 20 years. And not only that, they don't teach it to children this young. So a child who is writing, who is, who is writing, uh, just printing, what do, you, what do you call like, I don't know, cursive and then what, standard or Printing. Something? Printing? Printing, yeah. Then they wouldn't be using stylized Gs like this, right? Hmm. So first and foremost, no sane human being thinks a child wrote Joe Biden this letter. If you do, I'm sorry, but you will need some help. All right, especially as you get older and maybe, maybe you should wear a helmet. But the funny thing is, Let's just talk about the actual message from President Biden. There's no gender wage gap. There it is. We know it. Everybody knows it. And I think this is a great litmus test for... Um, well, isn't it been like 10 years since that's been debunked? It's been debunked since they faked, they lied and made it up. Like ten- it's never been true. When corrected for jobs and, and tenure yeah. and all those kind of things, it's like a penny. It's a it, penny th- on a dollar. Well, I think it's between 3 and 7%. And that is actually uh, explained for in many academic studies for men's desire to negotiate and women's lack of desire to negotiate. Women tend to be more agreeable. And this is the scientific literature that when a guy goes to a job, he says, I want a job. And and they say, we'll give you 50K. He goes, give me 60. And they go, we'll give you 55. And he goes, deal. The woman walks in and she goes, I want a job. They say 50. And she goes, well, okay, I guess. But that's, that's a fact. So that ends up with men getting slightly more, but this has nothing to do with discrimination. It yeah, is a function no of human behavior, period. And it's sociology is not allowed to be used. The only, I, I have to clarify that. My wife buys cars for us because she's not that chick. <laughs> she makes them cry. And I, I think that's a different thing. But that's not common. And you don't do it on, on abnormalities like that. Look at, this, <laughs> look at this A in the letter that's written in this weird way, like a loop. And then this A right here, that's written, uh, written, written differently. So I think they had four Gen Z people collaborating on this to help Biden get a letter from a kid. I think the G is the most revealing Alleged. thing. Also, what's like blurred under Charlotte the address, I guess? Yeah, yeah something like that. There's also like the Duval, is there Duval a PS? style like, of writing. Do you guys ever heard of that? It Underneath is. it says age 47. <laughs> <laughs> From the Department oh, yeah, of the Interior. P.S. I've been something something. Yeah, it says P.S. I've been blank. So this is not like. I've been paid to write this. Yeah, I've been Please paid send to send check. P.S. Send help. Yeah. Nobody, G, first of all, nobody weird. writes letters. When was the last time someone wrote a letter? Who or writes, used I write P.S. letters all the time. Because I'm you, Yo, that G old. is legit weird. They start from the middle. Do a loop around, down, and then back and up. I don't see a child making a G like that. That's a complicated G. You know, I'm like, I'm like, how do you, how do you write I a think G? Charlotte's you, AI. You go top and around and down. You don't go down, around, and then loop back. 
Also, even if this was a real child, like I feel bad for this kid whose parents have clearly put them up to their political bidding, right? Like, it's not a child who wrote this. But if it were, hypothetically, if it were, I know it's probably not. I know this person is probably not even real and a team of graphic designers put this together for yeah. a, a nice tweet from Biden. But no, it was chat GPT. Oh my gosh, probably. Oh, chat look at this. KID. Twitter users criticized the president's post. So, I, you know, apologies to our writer, Tim Kess. Yes, a four-year-old girl named Charlotte is writing the president letters about her concern with a gender pay gap, wrote one user. Alex, I'll take stuff that never happened for 800. <laughs> Which one of your staffers is named Charlotte? Asked another user. <laughs> hey, that could have been KJP. So I, I, just, I, that's just probably close to, to point out, level, right? we did include this in here. It appeared to be inauthentic and manufactured. That's right. It is. It's not real. I'm sorry. Both I, the I, pay gap and the letter were inauthentic <laughs> and manufactured. Both the topic and the story. <laughs> well, you know, KJP is really bad. She gives diversity hiring a bad name. <laughs> you know? I, what was the, the, the lady that, that she replaced? What was the other? Jen Psaki. Yeah, yeah. she was. She Jen was, Psaki was a loser, but she was good at being yeah, a liar. Like, right. Oh, yeah, she was great. Horrendously good. She did her job well. <laughs> KJP is an embarrassment. There are so many times where she just is so incredibly unprepared to discuss whatever the topic is. She's really And dumb. it's embarrassing. Remember, remember when the, she gets asked about Marianne Williamson running for president? And she goes, well, if I had a... Um, uh, you, you know, a, a globe <laughs> or oh, a, a, a yeah. look a, to look in the future. And someone goes, a crystal ball. Yeah, yeah, a crystal ball. <laughs> so like, a globe? She has this so. moment. Does she think that people pull up globes and then scry <laughs> into them? Whatever the sphere thing is. She'll have these the moments sphere. where she like is looking, she's a pen in her hand, she blinks several times, and then she keeps going. Like she has all these m physical manifestations of her confusion and delay. And like, if she weren't so terrible, I would feel bad for her. It's even worse when she's reading and can't manage to read her prepared script mm -hmm. in a coherent fashion. I'm like, come on. Oh, okay. I, I do have to issue a correction. The letter does say, even I'm a child. But like, fair point, fair point. I missed that. I mean, I just, yeah. Bring Chris Burtman but in like, here right now. We're vindicated. My point is this. <laughs> no sane person legitimately thinks a child wrote this letter. No. This, no. This, this just I mean, happen. I no. feel like Charlotte's mom fake Charlotte's handwriting and sent this in. Charlotte is probably her newborn infant. Charlotte's who, mom and her wine group as that, they were that, drinking that a box sounds, of wine with that letter together. That sounds <laughs> like some Asti Spumante yeah. and a terrible <laughs> idea. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go and say it. I, I'm looking at the handwriting and outright, none of this writing style is how they teach people to write. So for a child, let me point out a few things that make literally no sense. If you look at the D right here, you can see it starts on the top and goes down and then jumps around. That's not how they teach kids to write Ds. You start with the loop and go up, then down and back. And then you can notice the G, as I already pointed out, it starts from here and then loops around and then goes back. And then you look at the, the uppercase D from the bottom up and out. That's not how they teach kids to write Ds either. This is written by someone who's gone to college and, and, and developed a writing style after years. And, that, and, and also, I have to be honest, it may even be written by more than one person, as you guys pointed out, because some of the handwriting looks completely different. I'd love to actually get like, you know, they do those forensic handwriting people mm -hmm. to like look at this and be like, oh, yeah, that's a 35 year old woman. Tomorrow we'll get that. Somebody, yeah. I mean, somebody listening. That's the great thing about the yeah, internet is someone chat. is looking at it right now. They're gonna make it a video. It does look like some like the, the W on like the second to last line is more curved than the one at the top. And like they're you different can see, sizes. Like, they're different pressures on the paper. Yeah, I mean, it's and different why, wine moms. Why would they write press a tent? Sure. Yeah, 
Like they and understand consistently. They know what Biden is, but not president. <laughs> like it's just it's like when they make the R backwards to make it seem like a kid wrote it. <laughs> oh, here you check, check, take a look at this. In the word something, the G is written with starting from the middle and going back and then down. But then the other G's are written in a very different way. This is written by multiple people. I think we should have multiple children recreate this letter. Just like have them write it out and we'll compare. That'd be funny. We just go to a drag show and have the kids. We'll pass around a piece of paper and have those them do kids it are too traumatized. There you go. They I, can't I, do that. I know where we can find kids. Yeah. A drag show. Just a local drag show. Ask but them Tim, to where write are we going to find Charlotte's kids? To do? Charlotte's PS is like, please help me. My mom took me to a drag show. Yeah. She's handing me all her bills. Robbie Starbucks says, Charlotte has another letter for you, and she makes a lot of sense in this one. Dear President Biden, I just wanted to tell you something not fair to America. Ukraine is getting more money than homeless <laughs> veterans or broken roads. Our border security and my parents combined. I think you should fix this and stop go- giving tax dollars to them. I'm a child, and even I know what you're doing is stupid from Charlotte. P.S. Please don't pretend boys are girls anymore. It sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie's Charlotte beautiful. is so we got to give the kudos. Economy. Robbie and Landon, his wife, helped get a bill passed against this kind of crazed trans stuff for kids in Tennessee. So kudos to Robbie and, and Landon on that. They did great work. That G is driving me nuts. <laughs> They're different. <laughs> but it's just you know, like, it's the different. most pretentious G ever. <laughs> That's what's, what's, what's this G what, like, thinks it's getting away with this scale. Like, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting here in my notepad. I'm, 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 I'm looking at how they made the G and I'm like, what, what is this? The like, G is taunting you. Yeah, they it's, wrote it's it one like. Step, it was one ridiculous. step removed from a, a ransom note cut out of no, the it's magazine. Like, it's yeah, one step removed from calligraphy. <laughs> like they couldn't, they couldn't help but just like every letter has to be busted up and weird looking but the G, they couldn't help but they're like, I have to put my twirl in it. Do you think that person has a G in their name and they're used to yeah. therefore writing the G? Yeah. That may evidence, be Evidence. Evidence of, of who, who did this. I don't know. Joe Biden's a liar. This is so... Do you think re- this is from we, Ashley? We, like, like, I don't know how she spell her name. Here, here's here's the thing. Biden supporters, look, this letter purpose per- perfectly exemplifies the difference between pro-Biden and not pro-Biden. Because there are people who don't like Trump but don't like Biden. The, the Democrat people who think the economy is good right now are the people who think this is a real letter. There. There's an overlap between the cognitive abilities of the, of the, per- the average person who likes Biden and everyone else. And, and it's, it's a deluded because they have cognitive ability. They're well-educated. They're smart. You know, if you give them an IQ not test, the average person. they would score hot. But not, a lot not, of the no. Biden supporters. No, no, the, av- the average ones? No, I, I disagree. All right, then I'm looking more at the ones who are running, you know, the, the woke agenda on the Mid-wits. left. Midwits. Midwits. Slightly above up. average. Yeah, midwits and up. They're not, they're not dumb and they're not fooled, right? They're deluded. They have deluded themselves. And like you said, the ones who grew up on Facebook's algorithm and the rest of it and all their schools, everything they've been taught, how do you not believe that? Those are the people you are told to trust. You know, so everything they've been taught is wrong. Yeah. So how do you form an opinion that's not going to be stupid and wrong when you have nothing else to go on? If you are a functioning human being and someone shows you and and someone says, look at the sky, what color is it? you go, it's blue. No, it's red. You go, nah, I'm pretty sure it's blue. And you're saying that for some weird reason. These are the kind of people that go, it's red? Oh. Like when they said two plus two equals five. Mm-hmm. And then all of the Biden people were like, oh, two plus two equals five now. 
And, and they're like, let me give you some convoluted reason why math is wrong. That was so frustrating to see. Yeah. To see people just basically changing the meanings of terms so that way they could could semantically say that they were right. When Racist everyone got changed? I feel well, like yeah. just up and changed Outside, words. We're in a simulation, and the purpose of the simulation <laughs> is to see if people of good nature and good capability will stand up against psychotic destruction. There's a, there's an advanced civilization that created this simulation we're all in, <laughs> and they're like, is it possible for humans to truly pull through? Let's run a simulation and see what happens. Nope. No. <laughs> Isn't that why God wiped everything out twice? Right? Are, aren't we failing that test? We, can, we should go. be building a, a, a yacht of some flavor, maybe. A giant boat. We got a lot of boats. Boat. If the world flooded, we got a bunch of cruise liners, which are floating cities. I think they'll be all right. But sometimes <laughs> I just wonder about the insanity that is, you know, what, like this letter from Joe Biden and, and the things they do are so obviously fake. Mm -hmm. Like there's no rational person is going to believe it. And then we have people who really do believe this stuff. But think about it now. The, the training starts in preschool. Right, they've got the kids from preschool yeah, yeah, on, but, and nothing they're told. They get no reason, but they get no reasoning but capabilities. But I'm just, I'm saying, like, it's one thing if you believe things that are not true. It's another thing if you can't discern things in real time. Mm -hmm. Like outside of politics, if I went to someone and said, "Point to the pumpkin," and they point to a cucumber, and I go, "Actually, that was the you're correct. That's you're, that's the pumpkin." Like the fact that they can't be like, "Hey, you're tricking me." Two plus two isn't five. They lack the capability right. to even do that. That's that's beyond brainwashing. Like you can take a person who grew up in a cult and then show them truth. And then they go, oh, my God, what have I done with my life? I am being woken up to the harsh realities of the cult that I was in. But these people, they're completely demoralized to the point where you can be like two plus two does not equal five. Here is two and two. And there's four. And they go, nope. And you're like, okay, right, this guy's think blue, about it. Nope. You're deprogramming people out of a cult. Essentially, you're identifying the challenge we face because the large majority of people in this country for the past two generations have been programmed to believe things that are fundamentally not true. And so they lack reasoning capability and all the facts they've been trained with, their AI is all based on garbage. So how do we do that? And it's a two generation plus fight. And that's, that's got to be back to the schools. You know, you 100%. either got to have kids out of the schools or you got to have something else. But you have to be counter-programming because we're not going to deprogram. We can give up. Gen Z and the millennials are toast, right? <laughs> that, those are, they're sorry, but they're, they're wasted generations. They're, are there Z, right? are outliers. No, I think I'm the last year of millennial. How old are you? I'm 27. So mm. ask women their age, Tim. Whatever. Rude. See, all right, here's the thing. I am the lead dog of Gen X. If my birthday is when Gen X started. Trust me on this. I lived the life. Everything I did was Gen X. We invented all the crazy sports, all that stuff. I lived it. It's so the last generation where we actually lived the American dream, where things are better than our parents, where we were taught reality, all of those things. That hasn't happened for millennials or for Gen Z. Hear me out. Okay. What if we took all the millennials, put them on a bunch of big boats, and then brought them to their own island and said, this is your country now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
it, it'll be perfect because you've been trained how to how to live a perfect life, right? They've, they've what, got the the right programming what, for it. What we should do Tim, is are we, you making uh, plans for Australia? I got an idea for a for a, <laughs> for I've a fundraiser. I've always wanted to go to Australia. No, 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 no. Hear me out. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's start a fundraiser for a communist utopia. Mm-hmm. We'll buy an island, and then we'll tell all of the commies in the United States. You will get to live in your communist utopia. We've all pitched in our money together to make it. Let's leave this horrible racist place. <laughs> load up all the commies on a boat, bring them to the island, and say, "Good luck." Right? That, I'm down. Speaking of communists, <laughs> today is the anniversary of the death of Karl Marx. Yeah. Oh, so, is it a holiday? A good it one. should be. I said like, that three fourteen. Three fourteen. Pi day. Pi day is the day is the anniversary of the death of Karl Marx. Wow. So, yeah, the reason they wouldn't get on the boats is because they already live in a communist paradise. Why would they go anywhere? Well, that's you know, they want to put them, us on. Tell boats. them they're going on the TV show Love Island. They will go. <laughs> I, the, I don't the, think you want to say. True. The interesting thing is, they don't want a communist utopia. They just want to steal your stuff. Yeah, because yeah. they could set up a commune wherever they wanted. Mm. But yeah. they just want your stuff. Communists are motivated by hate for the successful, not by actual care for other people. Correct. They lie. But true communism has never been tried. That's because it's global and it'll never happen. <laughs> because All right, the- we're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member at TimCast.com by clicking that Join Us button. If you like the work we do and you want it to keep happening... Become a member at TimCast.com. And I believe the Discord is done. Uh, it is totally done. And can people get access to it now or what? I have to speak to Andrew about that, but I'm pretty sure it's finished. Uh, I'll talk to him after the show. Three tiers, the lounge, everyone gets access to. If you give 25 bucks or more, you get access to the VIP suite where you get voice chat. It's a special voice chat room. Or if you've been a member for at least six months at 10 bucks a month, you get access as well. We, cause we, we, we did this because we want to prevent creeps and weirdos and, you know, far left psychos from just coming in and screwing with the voice chat, but we didn't want to make it only mo- like, so, so the idea is like, okay, what if you charge more? So that way it's harder for them to do. And it's like, yeah, but that's not fair to regular people. Well then what if you time gate? It's like, well, then Antifa will just come in. do both. We do both. And then we're going to do a special club which is a hundred bucks a month for the like elite VIP room where our staff actually will hanging out. So if you're in the elite club, then you're actually hanging out in the room with members of our staff and things like that. And uh, people like Phil who will be yep. hanging out and talking about stuff. Play guitar. Play guitar. The idea for the elite club is, um, look, obviously we want to make money because we want to be able to invest in the business, hire more people and do more cool things. But it's also just, a, it is about gatekeeping to a certain degree. Like we want to create a cool cultural space we don't want to lock people out who can't afford it. We do want to make money. So we're trying to find that middle ground and do cool things. So I, I think what we're ultimately going to do with the $100 a month package is have like at the at the physical location, you'll have, un, you know, un, unrestricted access to like the, the upstairs private club room and something like that because we want to create culture and, and get people really active in, in doing all this stuff. But we'll figure it out as we go. Um, I believe it's done. It should be up soon. Also, you'll notice at TimCast.com, the newsletter is now available. People have been clamoring for the newsletter. It is now available. So sign up for that. And then what, what we're doing is, I believe once a week, we give you like the highlights of articles, episodes, and things you may have missed. And uh, this way, we get a direct line to you in the event that we get censored, shut down, banned, or otherwise, we can send you guys an email. But you have to opt in because we don't want to spam anybody. So if you choose to, then, you so, then, then you'll get it. All right, let's read some Super Chat. Smash that like button. 
All right. I'm not your buddy guy says when I am weak, I appeal to your values. When I am strong, I enforce mine. There is no good ending to this story. Oh, yeah. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, your 4 p.m. really spoke to how many how many of us feel we want hard action. We're sick and tired of they them pedoing the children and getting away with it. I don't care if it hurts anyone's feelings. Disgust. That's what I'm saying, man. Look, I get it. I like that DeSantis revoked their their liquor license. I said I was really happy to read that headline. Someone's doing something. But how did we go from a society that would never allow it to now being like, well, we allow most of it. But this one time we took away a liquor license. We, we got to have the police go in and arrest people who break the law. That's it. And if they didn't break the law, pass a law that says you can't do it. It's Florida. Come on. All right. Poopa Chalupa, good name, says DeSantis doesn't nearly go far enough. What does the left do? They ban a girl's basketball team for forfeiting against a team with a man on it. Do you guys hear that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what, do you know the gist of it? Like they're, they're, they're are, competing at like states or some high level. And they said, we won't compete against this other school that has a male, male, ident- or male, female identifying player. And the team that wouldn't play got in trouble, which seems crazy to yep. me. But Good for them, though. I guess Good they're for being them. punished for being bigoted, question mark. All right. Max Reddick says, Tim, I know that uh, you have known David Pakman for a long time. Would you consider having him on IRL to press him on some of these issues? Uh, I think we've invited David a lot. I just think he's, he hosts his own show, so it's hard for him to do that. Like, you know, it, it, people got to understand, I got I got nothing against David or Hassan or Jenk Uger when they're like not coming on the show because they host their own shows. As for some other personalities who said, I will go on your show and then privately were like, psych, I'm not doing it. And then drag me on the internet for internet for clicks and stuff. Yeah, those people are evil scumbags. But uh, as for the other people who are like, sorry, man, look, I host my own show Monday through Friday. I don't really have time to do this. I go, you know what? You're, you're right, because neither do I. I'm not going to hold it against you. Uh, that being said, I'd love to have David Peckman on. I believe we're actually trying to get Kyle Kalinske on. I need to message him again because he's I, I think Kyle's fantastic and and honest. And he has expressed interest in coming on before. I've talked to him a bit. So that would be really cool. It'd be cool to actually have him and Crystal because I think they're both great. And um, and I think they are more likely to understand what we're talking about. But I think Destiny's coming on soon. And um, I think TJ Kirk as well. Yeah, so we're trying to fit everybody in. We're very, very jammed, you know, with the schedule. I think The Amazing Atheist, we're, we're trying to get on uh, like beginning of April or something. And uh, I think he's going to be a funny guy. I think he'll be a, he'll be a good show. He's rambunctious and he insults me on Twitter. But I think it'll be interesting in in the conversation. Isn't that his thing though? He insults everybody on Twitter. I yeah, don't think yeah. I've ever seen him but be nice to anyone. But it's it's like he he he's not. It, it's 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 sillier than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a, it's an edgy kind of you know. It's not an angry, vile like attack. Yeah, because he's more of a sassy edgy boy kind of thing he was just on with sitch and adam and uh they they do a podcast and he was like totally nice during the the time that he was on and then after he got off he was like dogging him out he wasn't being super mean or anything but he was like poking at him i think destiny is great you know the omni liberal i think is whatever uh we've had him before uh i disagree with him on some things but he he's he's a good dude i he'll come in here he'll talk to you and he'll make an argument and he knows what he's talking about he's not full of it so that that'll be fun too all right amtrue 13 says yeah, only night I get to watch live. That PragerU video was awesome. Share it. Uh, I finally did a PragerU video. I think I actually have two. Like one just came out. We did. We I think we worked on two of them. But if you did like it or if you didn't see it, you should check it out. And um, 
It's about lying liars. And it's like, how many, I ask how many times does someone have to lie to you before you will call them a liar? And it's about the corporate press and things like that. So you should definitely share that if you really do like it. Because I think it's, it's a message people need to hear as I rag on the media incessantly. All right, where are we at? What is this? Olivia Claire says, Etsy finally paid me. So hopefully other creators are getting paid. Hey. Made lots of sales today too, but I'm still worried about the next few months. Yeah, how's it, how's it been, Olivia, for, for uh, business? Because like I've been saying, our ad rates have gone down. And so that's why I'm really pushing like memberships because ad rates are volatile. And if uh, in 2020, we were solely an ad-based show. Like it was just YouTube ads and we did really, really well. And then I thought to myself, like, hey, this is a really stupid idea because if sponsors get pulled, we're out of business. So we launched the website, shift a heavy focus into time to become a member, because if you guys pay 10 bucks a month, if one person pays 10 bucks a month that one that, you know, once a month, we could lose all of our ads based on how many members we have and still operate the company. And so with the activists trying to get ads pulled and constantly threatening people and with the ad market taking serious hits then we need members. The more members we have, the less worried we are about censorship, the less worried we are about ad, you know, the ad rates collapsing. That being said, when we see ad rates go down, usually means y'all are hurting too. So, you know, do what you can. I just put it simply uh, this way. If there's anything you could do, if you don't feel like doing anything else, if you don't want to speak up at work because you're worried about losing your job, Become a member at TimCast.com. It's 10 bucks a month. And at the very least, you're helping us do shows like this. And more people are learning about this stuff. But do you, you know, I can be a harder salesperson, but uh, I want to be, I want to be real with you guys. So let's read some more Super Chats. Patriot American says, Tim, I knew there's a subway beneath the Capitol. It's for emergency evacuations. They touched upon it in XXX, State of the Union, starring Ice Cube. Ah, a classic. Classic it's home. also for people like Jerry Nadler who can't walk the hundred yards between buildings. <laughs> he looks like a hundred pounds of cow manure put into a 50 pound bag. He looks awful. <laughs> hey, talking about ad rates for just a quick second. One of the few bipartisan issues right now in Congress is actually attacking Facebook and Google's domination of online ads. And I would actually want to, I, I hope they do something. You know, wouldn't that be nice if they stopped the monopoly that's squashing creative activities They'll, online. Yeah, but the issue with the ad business it's 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 because they're easier to use because Google and Facebook own so much. It's not so much that they're shutting down the competition, it's just No, they're doing they're doing it antitrust. They're not doing it based on content. So it's not got anything to do with the section 230 and the rest of it. They're actually talking about they have I'm, a monopoly on it. But but you can't do anything about it. You can. What can the you antitrust do? Antitrust. Well, oh, there are antitrust do? torts. What will that do? They can break up their, force them to sell off part of their ad business, force them to, they, there's ways they can say you have too much of this market and actually, if and they that's sell existing off, legislation. If they sell off their ad business, what does the ad business become? Well, they, they'd have to break it up, sell it to multiple companies, <clears throat> right? And then you've got a situation where they start competing against each other. Because right now, you know, you've got Facebook and Google that, controls that somewhere lower, 75 to 80%. That will lower the ad rates. If they're competing against each other for content, not the other way around. So if you need eyeballs if, if you, to serve ads on Google and Facebook now have all the eyeballs. And then what will happen is you're going to get a combination of two things at the, the, the various ad companies. I, I do think it would probably be a net positive if advertising was ripped from Google as a company and became an independent company or, or several and a bunch of ad agencies had to compete. Mm -hmm. 
And then what you would what likely would end up happening is, let's say Google's Google Ads becomes company A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Company A will go to a channel like mine and say, we want, we want an exclusivity deal with you. We'll give you X percent for X amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then that will likely give me a better rate. Mm-hmm. The problem is they'll, they'll, they'll say, we're going to give you 75% of all the ad revenue because YouTube only does 65 For bigger channels, I think it is 75 But then company B will be like, hold on there, buddy. We'll give you 85 And then company C says, we'll do 95 And then here's the worst part. Those ad agencies then compete against each other for the companies. And so when Coca-Cola comes to the ad agencies and says, who can get me the cheapest deal per views? They go, I'll give you a, a million views for a dollar. And then they go, you got it. And then they walk up to you go, we got you the deal. Here's your 95 cents. <laughs> I, I don't think anything you're saying is wrong. However, when there is competition, right now there's none. And so you've just got Facebook and Google making the decisions for everybody. At least you've got the option of negotiating with somebody other than them cornering the market and driving the price down because they make those deals. There's two negotiating phases, the content producer and the ad agency, and then the ad agency and the and the ad buyers. Mm-hmm. And the problem is what works for us right now is that YouTube basically has an auction system where anybody who comes in can place a bid on how much they want to spend for an ad to appear on this on this content. So obviously Coca-Cola can spend more than a smaller cola company. Like RC Cola ain't spending those Coca-Cola dollars. That means a Coke ad is more likely to appear. That means I get a lot more money because Coke knows all of these other channels will, this guy's going to spend a dollar, he'll spend two, he'll spend three, I have to spend four, otherwise I don't get the ad. Then I get $4. You break it all up, the inverse happens. Coca-Cola goes to the ad agency and says, what's your rate? Four bucks? No way. I'm going to give a billion dollars to this company because they're getting me in at a dollar. And then my ad rates drop by 90%. So there's an advantage right now to everything being done through a centralized auction market. I, I can understand that. I, I think there is a, but it does empower a couple of Google, things you know? like that. Well, it, it also, the people who are pushing for that are representing content producers. So it's not like their their goal is to make the ad rates drop. All right, let's read some more. We got Kenneth Hardy says, Dear Tim, I'm sick of war. My last friend from enlisting post 9-11 died yesterday. We were all so eager for revenge. I hate war. I hate violence. I hate that we got so very good at it and stopped caring about the human cost. I am one such big sad. Sorry to hear it, man. I also believe war is very, very bad. Very bad. Josh says, Tim and, Tim and Cassandra, check out Mostly Peaceful Latinas, two super-based women who are doing real conservative work in Florida. Would love to see them on IRL. I'll uh, write that down. What is that one? Uh, mostly peaceful Latinas. There we go. <laughs> we'll take. I'll take a look. All right. What do we got here? Corek fifty seven says Tim. Some of these people are already registered sex offenders. Fair point. Jack Hammer says that liquor license can easily be worth two hundred fifty thousand dollars in Miami. So this wasn't a slap on the wrist. I understand that. And it's a Hyatt. It's a very large business. But their principal business is going to be staying in a hotel room. Now, don't get me wrong. There may be some guy who's like, let's get a hotel in Miami. What do you mean there's no liquor license? Get a different hotel, honey. I don't want to go to a place that has no bar. The reality is, I don't think most people who are, are thinking about that. I used to travel for work all the time. And we'd go to the bar sometimes. And if the bar was like, sorry, we're closed, we'd go, K, and we'd go somewhere else. Like, we didn't think twice. We don't care, you know? So, and, and to be honest, if you're on vacation, you're not going on vacation to go to the Hyatt's bar. 
you're going on vacation to go to the fancy little Miami Beach club where they've got fancy little Miami Beach drinks. 90% of the bar business for those people is, is Joe Businessman during the week. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people who stay will go downstairs and sit at the bar with their buddies on a business trip. So it, it, it's bad for them. They'll lose money. But I think the average person who's traveling for work will sit at the bar and have a soda and some wings with their friend and be like, can I get a beer? But you don't have any? But okay, I guess. People aren't going to know their liquor license got pulled. They're still going to keep buying the rooms. All The only difference is when they go downstairs, they tell their buddy, let's go downstairs and grab lunch real quick at the, you know, at the, at the restaurant. They'll sit down and say, I'll get the burger, French fries, make it sweet potato fries. Give me some of that, that cheese dipping sauce and I'll get a, you know, I'll get a Corona. What do you mean you don't have Corona? All right, give me a Diet Coke. That's what'll happen. That's, that's the only thing that's happened. That's what Ron DeSantis did. So, so, you know, okay, I, I guess. All right, let's grab some more. All right. Dalimar says it is 100% the moms bringing their literal pre-tweens to these events. They are on Facebook bragging about it and getting zero pushback from other moms. I heard someone say something. I don't remember where it was. It was on some podcast and it was, or maybe it was a meme or something, but it was something like, why do you think every religion ever has severely restricted the autonomy of women? <laughs> I died laughing. Yeah, but the issue question, is... Where are their husbands and dads in this scenario? Well, if you look at married women, yes. they don't have any of these issues. It is only... And, it, and uh, I think there's a correlation between uh, millennial and Gen Z liberal men and women. They have really, really high rates of mental illness. So I think that's the issue. Unfortunately, because if you look at conservative, unmarried millennial and Gen Z women, they don't have these issues either. But maybe it's... They are the Joker ideology that attracts the broken and dejected, and that's why you get it. And it's the reinforcement. You know, you, you don't get shamed for doing that. You get reinforced, and your virtue signaling gets you points. All right. Veldrin Olas says, hey, Tim and crew, my wife of 14 years died three weeks ago tomorrow at the age of 34, and your content has been instrumental in helping me get through these rough times. Thank you and never give up. Very sorry to hear it, man. Mm. Sincerest apologies. I, I, I hope everything's going well uh, in spite of this, you know, and, and you're doing what you can. And uh, thank you for listening to the show. And I'm, I'm glad we can be something that, that helps you. Yeah, best wishes. Be it, we, we are just uh, a, a group of people who complain on the internet about our feelings. Condolences. <laughs> yeah, condolences. All right, what do we got? Here we go. The downstream says, hey guys, big fan, might be late to the party or not related to today's topics. But Tim or Ian might find it coincidental, like I did, that Barney Frank, a.k.a. the Roll the Dice guy, is a sitting board member at Signature Bank. Odd. Very interesting. He was making a lot of comments about uh, the solvency, or he was saying that the, the bank actually wasn't insolvent and that was lending, I guess, uh, support to the argument that this was an intentional move by the government yeah. to push back crypto. Hey, I got, a, I got an easy one here. Hunter Killer 86 says, Tim. Are we going to also ban Guar or Ramstein shows because they show sex acts too? What? No, we don't let children go to them. Because yeah. this is the weirdest thing. This is why I think like a comment like this comes from someone who doesn't actually watch the show. They watched The Young Turks, then came here, commented, and then left. Because like the first thing I said was, and I say it all the time, I don't care about drag shows. If you want to have a drag show, I'll show up and I'll smile and laugh and high five with all my friends and beg. What a funny show. No kids though. No kids. That's simple. That's why I said, like, I'll, 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 you know, Jack Spencer the do. 
And I was like, I'll do it. You want me to do it? I'll put in a big drag show. We'll have free food and drinks, 21 and up, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then you can have your drag show. Mm -hmm. And then, strangely, none of them took me up on the offer. I wonder why it is that not one of these people <laughs> wanted to have a drag show that was only for adults. Because drag and shows suck without kids, apparently. For these people, as soon as I said no kids, they were like, well, yeah, I don't what know about that. thought. Yeah. I mean, that's the way for they're acting. It's only well, fun if you bring minors into it's it. It's not. I mean, first of all, no one wants to watch them dance. When they were at least singing Abba tunes, you know, we got Dancing Queen. All right, which I dig. That's one of my favorite songs. It's a good, it's a good song. It is a great song. But now what do you get? You get gyrating men dressed in, in women's stripper clothes. It's yeah. kink shows. It's, yeah. I always feel bad when the media says, like, DeSantis is attacking LGBTQ people. Like, I feel like most of those letters are like, leave us out of it. We do not want minors at our you know, 21 and up bar. It the, seems weird that this is the, the issue they're lumping everyone on. You know, I, I started talking about normal gay people. Right, the yeah. normal gays are sick of the freaks. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's, and well, and that's like, why you have gays against groomers, right? I because mean, the actual L, <laughs> well, so so the LGBT community has been fighting for a very very long time just to live their lives, and then along came the Q portion, the Q plus, mm -hmm. and now you have a very very strange plethora of ideologies that don't connect in any way. So the interesting thing is. A lot of the activists that I know said they're, they're, they're not sure how LGB and T go together, mm -hmm. but they're willing to be a part of this fight because there is some overlap in, in how someone perceives a sexuality versus identity. But then when it got to the Q+, now you have like non-binary, two-spirit, they, two them, non-binary. Two-spirit makes it purely obvious that it's a religion. Right. Like, Absolutely. that is undeniable. Like, many of these people were Forced secular atheists, but weird. now they believe in spirits. Or, or, yeah. they, or they're like, we respect people who believe in spirits. Yeah, I don't. And I have, I have two Sorry. So, so the issue is, yeah, there's gays against groomers, and they're being called homophobic and transphobic. <laughs> when they're literally gay and trans and bi and, and lesbian and all that stuff. It goes back to the, are you live and let live, or are you forcing people to celebrate your freakishness? And right now, the freaks are winning. Yep. All right, let's read some more. What do we got here? Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, if no U.S. intervention, I got 20 on Russia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking that bet. You don't think Russia would win if the U.S. No, I, I think that I'm with him. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, as soon as the U.S. removes. Which is, means anyone who's saying Zelensky won't come to the table. Is right. full of it. And Putin will come to the table, even though they both will say they won't until somebody makes them. And we both have we have the ability to do that. We just won't. Normies Get Out says Terry Cruz is on some sort of PR campaign doing appearances as President Camacho. I wonder if they're planning a sequel. Yeah, I saw that. We are, we we had talked we living that? Isn't this the sequel? <laughs> yeah. This is what we're in. Yeah. We had talked with Mike Judge a while back um, about coming on the show and talking about all the stuff with like you know oh, idiocracy God. in mind. And um, I should reach out to him because we're doing Friday mornings. We're doing the Culture War podcast, which is more conversational, less news driven. And uh, I think that'd be great to have him on that. And we can just talk about all this stuff. It'd be, it'd be good fun. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah, a lot of people. We had uh, Damian Eccles of the West Memphis Three last Friday. A lot, a lot of people who would love to sit down and have a conversation don't want to come on a political, cultural commentary show because, mm -hmm. like, you want me to talk about what? And it's like, well, there was a bank collapse. Like, bro, I write comic books. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you know. Wait, you don't have a hot take on that, man? What's yeah. wrong with you? So mostly we have political commentators, politicians, and activists who come on this, this show. 
All right. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, hi, it's Raymond. I'm a regular here. My dude, for my birthday, can you please say, where is she? Where is she? <laughs> it's your birthday, dude? Happy birthday. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you know, you you know the line, right? From no. AOC. AOC said that she heard a knock on our door and she went and hid in the bathroom. Oh, and then she heard someone go, her? where is right, she? Right, yeah. But like blocks away. That's two buildings away. An hour before the building was breached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was psychic and she saw a vision of the future. Her eyes turned white and she saw them an hour later storming the Capitol. Then when she heard the knock, she goes, it must have happened sooner than my premonition. <laughs> or she's made the whole thing up because she lies. How about she that? She got a note from Charlotte telling her about yeah. it. Yeah. Charlotte warned her. <laughs> Dear AOC, the, the insurrectionists are coming. Mm -hmm. Hide. She's so full of it. Love Charlotte. Classic PS. Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. Her crazy G's. What is this girl doing? All right. Where are we at? Let's get some more super chats. Joel X-Line says, I'm 30 minutes behind and I just heard the guest say the U.S. didn't blow up the Nord Stream. LOL. I'm guessing he didn't read Say's Substack. We 100% did. No. They equip Ukrainians and then go, oh, look, the Ukrainians are doing that thing that we wanted them to do with our equipment and tools. I'm still, I'll be honest, I'm still not convinced it was at a Biden level of approval. I think the Ukrainians did it what with is. our money. Well, what is? Fair point. But I think the Ukrainians did it with our money because they were afraid people were going to lose their focus on his war and he needed something to scare Europe and everybody else about the energy. If, so I think it was more Zelensky. I think if he was smart, he did it. And then everybody said, oops. I heard that that pipeline is encased in like, like it's surrounded by like three inches of concrete. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just re repeating stuff that I it read. It was a legitimate but that's a, detonation. That's a serious pipeline to be blowing up. And if it's Here we surrounded go. by concrete. Miguel Rivera says, Tim, most schools don't teach cursive anymore anyways. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's what you were saying, right? Yeah. So how is there that, that cursive G in there? Uh, because wine moms, when yep. they were younger, were taught cursive. Yep, because maybe what actually happened is a 40-year-old woman... I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a 40-year-old woman wrote the letter and sent it in and said, now everyone's going to think, because this is what these, these crackpot psychopaths mm -hmm. do. Look, man, um, I'm at my wit's end with this stuff. I was watching, I was watching that interview, clip of it from the... Um, the Osundairo brothers, or is that, is that their names were? The, uh, oh, the Justice Smollett guys? Justice, that's so good. And this is the left. They just lie about everything. They're like, my son came in today and said, Daddy, why, are, why aren't we supporting Ukraine? Russia is basically like World War II Germany. And if we don't stop it now, Biden will be this generation's Neville Chamberlain. And then I said to my son, that's a deep question, son. We high five and everyone clapped. That's what they do all the time. They post these ridiculous garbled pieces of garbage that never happened, but they are all stupid enough and believe each other or at least pretend to. There are a lot I'm of, sick of it. There's a lot of people on the left, specifically the people that are the, like the thought leaders that believe that the truth is downstream from power. Mm -hmm. They believe yeah. that if you articulate things and you believe it enough, that that's enough to make it reality, which is part of why... The left is where the trans ideology lives because they believe if you say it, that the, the truth is downstream from power. So if you say it and act it out, then it becomes true. You believe it. Which true. is insane. Well, add projection in, which if you look at all the fake hate crimes, you know, they're like, oh, wait a minute. I'm scared of black people. Someone would probably put a noose in here because they hate black people. So you add all those in, projection and the ability to make reality out of 
the fantasies in your own mind, and ta-da, right. that's woke ideology. No I am history. It's a themstery. I am Pandisis <laughs> says, Hyatts do a lot of weddings. They lose almost all of their function hall revenue. Fair point. That I that I do agree with. So You're not going to a dry wedding. Nobody that's right. Is. Yeah, no, nobody's <laughs> going to do that. But I still think it's like a pers- a tiny, a single digit percentage, if at most. Because I was saying a fraction of percentage before, single digit percentage then. So they're probably going like, I roll. Call the lawyers. The Hyatt Corporation that's worth tens of billions or more, hundreds of billions, is probably being like, get the corporate lawyers to make a phone call. We'll get this reversed in a week when the news dies down, and then no one will bat an eye. There you I'm, go. I'm going to get you a SWAT raid in Florida, dude. It is my goal. Well, we don't need SWAT. We need I, one overweight state trooper <laughs> to walk up real slow and go, hey, you the manager of this establishment. Hey, why don't you turn around and give me your, your head behind your back. Do not give them drag floor. That's it. That's it. And then the manager gets arrested and he goes, hey, you're putting on a sex show for kids. You're under arrest. And your rights remain silent. And that's it. All right. One, one portly fella with, because ain't nobody's running. Nobody's fighting. There's, you don't need a SWAT team. I just, I, the know, idea, I wanted tear gas and drag queens, man. For some reason, that to me was going to be just a joke. Only, occasion. I mean, if you're talking about people who are violent, but if we're talking about making an arrest, we All just right, need fine. one cop to walk up Fair and enough. just, and you, you, you don't even need cuffs. Jackie like, Gleason from Smoking the Bandit. We're going to the station. Why can't we just have drag queens, like, vow not to perform in front of children? Like, I don't understand why they're not Because the drag queens don't want to do that. I know, no, but that's, that's not even fair because there's a lot of drag queens who have been complaining about it. Yeah. Yeah. There was a viral video on Twitter of a drag queen being like, why are people bringing kids to this stuff? Yep. We're trying to do an adult show here. Mm-hmm. But then the creepy pedos <laughs> are pretending that oh. they're, it's all just, they're, they're using the LGBT community as a mask for their grooming. For their freaking. And then yeah. the issue is the media is protecting them. Yeah. All right. Let's, it, uh, let's, well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go to the members only show. So if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, head over to timcast.com, click join us. In about 10 minutes, we will have on the front page the uncensored after show. You click it and you can watch the after show live. It will, of course, be archived after we're done streaming it and you can watch it whenever you want. So again, that'll be up in about 10 minutes. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me personally at Timcast. Jim, do you want to shout anything out? At Jim Hansen DC and my awesome how-to book, Get Based, and you will end up leaning back on a Jaguar and looking cool like I was. Oh, there you go. I am uh, Phil Labonte, lead singer of All That Remains. I'm Phil That Remains on Twitter. I am Phil That Remains official on Instagram. Give me a follow and we can poop on the commies. <laughs> Uh, hey, I'm Hannah Clebrimlow. You should follow at Timcast News on Instagram and Twitter. It's where you can see work from me and all of our other journalists. You can follow me personally on Twitter at HC Brimlow, and you can follow me on Instagram at HannahClaire.b. There are some fake accounts floating around. I'm not HannahClaire.bb. I'm not HannahClaire.b1. Those are fake. Don't follow them. They'll send you weird advice about crypto. I don't give out advice about crypto. Okay, thanks. Have a good night. Uh, and uh, that sucks. I, n- I know how to be impersonated. I am at surge.com. Um, yeah, that was fun. Thanks for coming, Jim. Yeah, it's been man. a pleasure chatting. Appreciate it, man. At surge.com, that's way too simple. Yeah. People struggle finding it. It's oh, I think it's S-E- cool. Yeah, S-E-R-G-E-D-O-T-C-O-M. It's pretty yeah. simple, guys. All right, everybody. We will see you all over at timcast.com in about five or ten minutes. Thanks for hanging out.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.